bam, we're live. And there he is, just like that. Ask and you shall receive. What's going on? Oh, shit, dude. I didn't know. What? Uh, times are rough at Mayhem and you're working at the Foot Locker? Dude, this is my this is my little hole in the wall office that I built. Wait, what's up with the shoes in the back? Are you selling those? Yeah, this is uh, this is what it looks like when you accomplish, or sorry, like when somebody else accomplishes something, <laughs> and you just put it up on your wall. Are the are those Rich's shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant, dude. Yeah, yeah. I hung them up, so you know I got to have something just to show, like my kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Three kids. Three, three kids. Crazy dad. I know, right? Hey, dude, you, go you're, ahead. you're, dude, like you're like boys everywhere, huh? I'm trying. What, like skateboarding and like tennis? Dude, all this crazy stuff. Tennis, little tennis, little jujitsu, little striking. How awesome, man. I'm loving it. Did you grow up skateboarding? No. No? I don't know how to fight. I don't know how to skate. I was the du- dude. I was the, I'm doing, you know, how they say, don't have your kids live. Don't live through your kids vicariously. You, you are that hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent fully leaned into it. Fuck you. I'm going the opposite way. They're going to do everything that I wish I would have done. But I mean, but even like all this stuff watching them, you haven't even like jumped in. Like, no. Hey, I want to learn too. like, Hey, uh, hey to me. I, 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 I wrestle with them and I play a lot of tennis with them, but I, but I suck. I mean, like, like they tell me basically I'm not playing tennis. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They're like, Hey dude, that's tap tennis. You they're know what I mean? I mean? Coaching one-on-one. Yeah. They just, <laughs> you are not even close. <clears throat> you suck. Exactly. Hey, are you comfortable? Um, uh, how old's your oldest one? Oldest one is seven months. Your oldest kid? Or sorry, oldest. Sorry, my bad. Going, uh, going on five. Ivy, five. Ivy will be five here soon. Okay, Ivy. Yep. Are Darren? Are you? Do you like dad? Like, did you have you assimilated to someone calling you dad? It's weird. It's uh, um, yeah. It's just like what, like what always gets me is watching TV, like sports especially because that's mm-hmm. always something that I kind of like try and like relate to. Cause I still feel young. Mm-hmm. It's like when I watch like an NFL game and I see a kid out there who's 21, 22 years old, I'm still in my head. I feel like that, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, Holy shit, I am 32. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, these, I mean, like at, at, at that point in a sports career, you are like retired or on the tail end of it. Right. So yeah, kind of, kind of hearing it and especially now taking taking my kids to school or yeah. taking Ivy to school and seeing uh parents that I graduated with yeah it's it's such a crazy crazy like surreal moment I I I didn't think I would ever get used to it and it took about eight seconds as soon as they <laughs> yeah. called me dad I just turned into dad it was weird yeah 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 yeah, yeah and I mean and especially now like breaking that like barrier of like when she hears or like they hear my wife call me Darren and they're like, call me Darren. I'm like, no, no, no. You call me dad. Okay. <laughs> they're like, but Darren, I'm like, no, no, no. So yeah, there's uh, always like the little like corrections. When I'm on the tennis court with my oldest who, who just turned nine, he calls me Sevy. 
Oh, Sevi, you weren't even close to hitting. Oh, Sevi, you're never <laughs> going like, to beat me again. How does it feel like to get beat? Yeah, on the back and stuff. He's like, all, it's okay, Sevi. All that. Well, no, when he wins, he cries. And now he wins every time, so he cries a lot. Like at the end of every game, he'll talk shit to me the whole game, and then he wins and he starts crying. And I, I go, what's wrong? I feel bad. You're so old. <laughs> how, how polar opposite are your kids? From each other? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're it's weird. Yeah, it's I like know. they're not even from the same it's, family it's, sometimes. It, that's that that's the that's the one thing or one one of the things. That's one of the things I notice so much now is that between my first and my second, so Ivy's going on five, June's going on three, night and day difference. Ivy, like if you even raise your voice, she will cower down. You know, she's you know, I make timid and stuff. I mean, but super friendly, loves everybody. June, if you yell at her, she's gonna yell at you back. You know, if like if you turn around to her, she's going to bite you. You know, I mean, like she's not afraid to punch. You know, she's not afraid to yell. And it's like I raised you both the same. At least I want to think that. But, yeah. Hey, that's a great observation. I have kids like that, too. Um, uh, uh, being assertive and like kind of aggressive to them is really effective. And I have others who just melt into a ball of shit. If you yeah, raise your voice, yeah. they just turn into go goo. goo. You're like, fuck. I know. Yeah. And it is. I mean, like June, I mean, yeah, like I can like yell at her and I won't even like feel bad. Ivy, if I like yell at her, I'm like, man, you know, was I a little rough on her? Was, you know, I'm like, was I a little harsh? Cause like, yeah, I mean, and of course, 10 days later, she'll of course just like remind me of it. She's like, dad, you yelled at me pretty bad the other day. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I get that. Too. June. They're reflecting on you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, sorry. I'm like, it's, it's like I don't know what else to do then. But, my kids will be like, uh, my oldest will be like, I don't think that's really an effective way of parenting. I'm like, what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's like seven. Good. Yeah. Good try. <laughs> uh, Heidi Kroom, just straight to business. Straight wow. to business. Uh, Darren, why don't the whiteboard brief videos? Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Darren is the programmer for uh, the Mayhem Empire for affiliates that do Mayhem programming. That's correct, right? Yes. Yep. And so Heidi must go to a gym where they do Mayhem programming, and now she has some wants to get right down to business. And, and right to it. Uh, Darren, uh, I'm sucker. Um, why, why don't the whiteboard brief videos? What is What is she referencing? Is that something you guys do? So, yeah, so whatever platform you're using, whether it's, you know, SugarWad, Wattify, PushPress, all those different ones that are out there, um, you have what's called like your weekly overview or your daily overview that kind of shows you the, you know, layout of the programming. And so within the whiteboard, we usually offer or we always offer at least a breakdown of what the warm up is, the workout for that day, strength, if there is any um, accessory work, work type stuff now. Sometimes with the whiteboard itself, with the gymnastic stuff, we kind of pull from different areas. So, um, you know, we have uh, Pamela who, who's been working with, you know, the uh, Mayhem athletes and stuff. We'll get stuff from her helping out with the gymnastic side because that's more of her repertoire. And um, accessory stuff, we'll pull from other bits and pieces of uh, Mayhem coaches or just Mayhem athlete coaches. So with those, we just kind of provide like small little snippet links rather than just a full breakdown of it. Um, we do offer notes with, I mean, within, but yeah, that's, you know, I mean, what's, what, what's great about our, our programming and also like with this community, cause like what I love is stuff that she's asking is stuff that brings it to our, you know, I mean, like attention and take that into effect and like, okay, 
maybe that is something that we should start adding in. You know, if, 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 if there is more people that want it and want to see more from that, then yeah, we can definitely look at adding more breakdown. So, so, so if there was a Helen video, if, if, if Helen was the workout, you might talk about, um, show someone like how to do kettle swings, kettlebell swings, or, uh, maybe different kinds of pull-ups or, Hey, make sure yeah. that w- when you run, do this or whatever. Um, but if you're saying if there's handstand walks, instead of it being in the video that you make, there'll be a link that says, Hey, this is how you do handstand walks, a separate link. If it's, if it's within the workout, then it's me doing it. If it's like accessory pieces, stuff okay. like that, then there probably will be links provided to it. And and um, what Heidi and what Heidi's Heidi's basically saying is like, hey, I just want to watch one video. Don't yeah. make me click shit. Yep. All right, fair enough. Thank yeah. you, Heidi, for yeah. your stu- stu- uh, uh Cody Bradshaw, Darren, have you done my birthday workout yet? <laughs> oh God, I hate it when people ask questions like that. People send me workouts and then like, a, or send me a video that's twenty five minutes long. Have you watched it yet? I'm like, dude, you sent that two days dude, ago. People, so, <laughs> Corey, Corey, man, who is this guy? We need to slap him around a little. Oh, bit. yeah, no, no, Corey's Corey's great. Corey mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm a, I mean, basically like one of our mayhem nights. You okay. know, he's oh, always, okay. I would say, yeah, he's always right. on. I mean, Corey, I mean, Corey's awesome. He's at like all the train with the uh, riches and stuff like that. Corey, I have not done your birthday workout yet, nor have I built up the capacity to do your workout oh, yet. Shit. There's oh, over, shit. I, I want to say there's over like 500 burpees. I mean, it just, it just looks like something that's going to take me an hour plus. Hey, Corey, p- uh, write your birthday workout in the comments. I want to see this thing. If that's the, I'll say, if, if that's the one that I'm thinking of. Darren. Let's hear it. On a side note, please oh, tell me Rich has a small penis. Please tell me. He's got everything in life going for him. Please, please don't tell me. There's very few people who've seen his penis. I know you've seen his penis many times you know, throughout, throughout the I've years. seen please, I, I, please I have tell seen me. a lot. Yeah. I have. Tell me the perfect I, I, man has this tiny penis like this. Please. Okay, but I cannot confirm nor deny Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. Okay, I'm gonna have to leave that one. I'm gonna have to leave that one out there. Is that bro code? You can't talk about the guy's penis when you've seen the. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. That's 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 typical bro code. That's something that I'm trying to teach my seventh month old son. <laughs> before, just trying to establish it right off the bat. You don't want him going to yeah. school, man. Like dad has a tiny yeah. penis. <laughs> yeah, so we do not. We do not. That cannot be day. That cannot be day one of preschool. Teacher pulls out an eraser and he's like, "That's what my dad's penis looks like." <laughs> That's a lie. Hey, dude, your kids will say shit like that. I, I know. I, I my kids are nuts, dude. Dude, that's the, I mean, and again, like that's like all the stuff that's kind of going through again, having two daughters off the back and then now having a son, we got to have that talk of yeah. what this other part is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, you know, that's just the way that God made them or, or, you know, like trying to give like a easy cop out answer. Well, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, not a cop out. That's the truth. But at the same time, it's like, all right, how do we kind of veer them away? Cause it's all like, you know, you're being like a magician. It's all smokes and mirrors with it. It's like, Hey, divert the conversation somewhere else, like real quick or show them something cool. So there's this, there's a, um, there's a girl in my son's tennis class and, and they're, they're the kids are all close. They've been doing tennis together, you know, five days a week for four years. And the girl comes and goes, Hey, my dad got a new wife. So now I have a stepmom. My kid's telling me the story. He's like, so she's telling us she got two moms. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, and then 
I'm like, oh shit. And he goes, some other kid asked, which mom do you like better? Oh no. And I go, no. and so my son looks at me and my two other sons, he goes, that's a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> and and my two other sons who are six are like, why is that dumb? And they're like, dude, you don't like the stepmom more ever. <laughs> and I'm like, and I just was like, yeah, I'm raising this one right. That's fact. Yeah, that, that's that, fact. That's yeah. Fact. He know he understands the nuances. I, I know. Yeah. He was like, Sevy taught me that my boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Darren, what is the best Bronco for a family? Oh my God. Your car is amazing. Everybody, everybody. Do you still own a, that? I was kind of afraid to bring it up. Like you were going to say you had to sell it to like put an ad on for your third kid or something. No, 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 not yet. Debatable. As far as if I'd sell a kid or the Bronco. God, that on. thing is nuts, dude. I love it. I, I'm, you know, I grew up, um, my oldest brother, his, his, his first vehicle. So kind of story behind this Bronco is my brother, Donnie, the oldest, his first vehicle was a 93 Bronco black XLT. So yada, yada, yada. Um, that's where I fell in love with the vehicle. Didn't know anything about him prior, but absolutely, you know, loved it. I loved that everybody else loved it. You know, because like even at that time, it was like 2003, 2004. It's like you didn't see these vehicles like on the road, especially in like Michigan. So after his, after his kind of died on him and then kind of disappeared, I always said I'd try and find another one like it. And I happened to run across this one that I actually bought this from a guy that's out in uh, California. He was in Northern California. So I had to call him up. I talked to him online gave me all the videos and stuff. Talked to him like on the phone. It was almost like a dating site. I, I like felt like I like knew this guy. I'm mean, like way beyond. And I had to have it shipped back to I'm a Michigan. But I mean, I'm always the nostalgic type. I like anything from the OBS, which is the 90s era, all the way down to the 60s. So the newer that's one. That's the 1993 Bronco? That's the 93, yeah. And that's you, you own that? Like that's like where if you're sitting, where you're from where you're sitting, where is that? Uh, that is sitting probably 20 feet away from me. Wow. Yeah. Is that your daily driver? No, uh, -uh. that is not, that, that is not, that is not the economy driver. Plus like putting, putting three kids in the back of that thing on a 40 degree day with no top on, you know, I'm like all the heat is on me. So I absolutely love it, but my kids right. hate it in that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cold where you're at. Uh, right now it is. Yeah, we woke up. It was almost it was probably just touching 30s. Why? Why don't you um, move to Cookville? Because your mom and dad are in Michigan family. Is it just family? Yeah. Yeah. So when uh, when uh, Jess and I finally, you know, started to have kids or Jess least, is your wife. Yep, she okay. is. At least that I know of. Right. That she tells me. Um, but yeah, when we. um when we finally started having kids or had Ivy, you know, we kind of just had that feeling. We're like, you know, I, I, I personally, like if it was just me, you know, wasn't married or anything, I would have stayed in Cookville until the day that I died. But, you know, having kids being married and stuff, both our families are in Michigan. We wanted our parents to be grandparents. We didn't want to have to have them have to travel 10 hours just to see, you know, especially on my side of the family, it would have been our first as far as like grand, you know, like grandkids for Justice's side. Um, Barry had a couple, but still, you know, her family's getting older and my family's only getting older and traveling will only be harder for them. So we're like, all right, 
we need to actually make this change sooner than later before it gets harder and harder. So um, you you have siblings, Darren? Yeah. Yep. How many how many siblings? So two older brothers and then three younger brothers. So Donnie and Matt were the ones that had passed early on. And then my three younger brothers, Mitch, Dustin, Marcus. So there were five of you. Yep. Well, six. Well, 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 six total. Yes. So you lost two brothers. Yeah. Yep. How old were you when that happened? So Matt, Matt was the first one. I was 12 and then Donnie was, so Matt was 2004. Donnie was 2007. So I was 12 and then 15. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, like that, I mean, that, that kind of correlates like with, you know, like the story that Rich told as far as, cause Rich and Donnie. So my oldest who had the Bronco and stuff, they were, they, they were, they were like best friends. They were born. Donnie was born July 9th. Rich was July 21st. Who, who is that? That's Rich's mom's or dad's. So Rich's mom is my mom's sister. Okay. So, 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 so you guys are legit cousins. Legit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. your moms that, grew that, up in a house together fighting over bowls of cereal and shit. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. There were nine of them. There were six sisters and then three brothers. And what state was that in? That was in Michigan. Catholic in Michigan. Michigan, you know, so you had to. Right. No, but no goalies allowed. <laughs> no, no. Soccer no. without the goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, and so was, so Rich was raised in Michigan being best friends with your oldest brother, Donnie. So Rich, so Rich moved down, man. I don't want to butcher it. Mo- Rich moved down to Cookville when he was, I believe four, but mm-hmm. like from like that, like time frame, even like when they were born, they were always I'm like together. And then throughout the years, you know, they, I mean, like they would see, I mean, like each other, you know, just, just periodically, we'd probably see Rich maybe twice a year. And then as they got older, you know, cell phones, all that stuff started, you know, to become a thing. They kept in contact. Rich would come up to visit more because he was able to drive. And that's where the whole kind of competitiveness between all of our cousins really started to amp up because Rich was dominant in his sport. My brother, Donnie and my brother, Matt, they're all dominant, like in their sports and our and all our other cousins, too, as well. So we just became a super like competitive based family. Do you remember him being 16 and driving up and all the, all the family, like being excited that oh, your yeah. cousin's coming over and pillow yeah, fight yeah. and sleeping in the living room and all that shit? Dude, it was, it was awesome because he would, we, we'd probably get like, you know, I mean, cause again, back then cell phones weren't a thing just yet. They were, you know, if you had one, you were cool and we weren't cool, but um, <laughs> we would, you know, like get that call. Hey, Rich is coming up, whatever next day. So it was always, you don't sleep. You wait, they may get in super late because it's a 10 hour drive. So you're probably waiting for them. They get in at two, 3 a.m. Rich would always bring like friends with them too. Yeah. Or 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 her sister Kayla would come up, which was awesome. Or, or he'd bring, you know, like three of his friends, four of his friends. And we'd play Super Smash Brothers. We'd play, you know, Mario Party. And then we'd wake up and go play sports. Yeah. So what, what, what a good childhood. Are both your parents are still alive? Yeah. Yep. I, I wonder. Um... I mean, I mean, now that you have kids, I mean, it's, it, it must be a trip because you lose, no one knows what it's like to lose a sibling, but then you don't know what it's like to lose a child. But when you had your child, when you first had Ivy, did you start to kind of replay that loss through what it would be like through your parents' eyes? Were you like, Oh, you shit. know, I, when I lost Matt, so I was 12 and <clears throat> like, 
it, it was weird because, you know, like when you're 12 years old and you lose like somebody, I mean, yeah, of course it sucks. You know, like you, you know, you go through the whole like emotional side, but you really don't know what, you know, I'm mean, like how to feel, you know, you really don't know. I mean, like how to take it, how to explain it, how to tell people about it, you know? So like a lot of kids, you kind of just, you know, kind of become, um, you know, kind of block out the the noise or, 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 or just kind of numb to it. Right. Right. And then, right. and then after Donnie, that's when I was like 15 or so. So, I, so I was older. And of course, like, you know, Donnie being the oldest, he was like our, I mean, our, like everything, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's who we learned everything from. I mean, it's your oldest brother. That's the one right. you looked up to the most. And, um, after that, that's when it really hit me, you know, as far as like, holy shit, you know, this sucks. But I watched, I watched like what my mom went through with Matt. And then after Donnie, I was like, man, how, like, how, like, how do you stay so strong? My mom is a very faith driven woman. And, um, she, she, she did not crack. Like, it's crazy. Like she didn't break down. I mean, yeah, you know, she, she, she sobbed, but it's like, she was the one, she was still getting us up, getting us ready for school, taking us. And that's where, I think that's why CrossFit, I kind of found it to be like the closest thing to what I had back home is, you know, I found such a close group of friends and family that made our life so much better. Like loss sucks, but you, but there's a lot of good that actually comes from it as well. You know, I mean, you know, not that it ever in the long run, like out or I shouldn't say long run in the retrospect, it doesn't outweigh losing them. But it's like I gained so much more friends. Our families became so much more closer, you know, and and, and everything. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's uh, and then now having kids, of course, you that that's always like in the back of your mind. It's like right. Never gonna, right. But, you cannot, you cannot let that affect it. I mean, that's, I, I think that's something that I'm trying to hold to because, um, what do you know, mean? You can't let that affect it. You can't raise your kids like with yeah, fear. Yeah, that yeah, you think because, fear or? yeah. You know, because the first couple years, even after like losing Matt, you know, Matt, Matt was gunshot, you know, I mean, like it was a suicide and, uh, how old was he? He, he was, well, he would have been 13, 14. Holy shit. Yeah. And I, I mean, like Matt, Matt was a great kid. Now what, what's crazy about it. He was, he was one of those kids. He was freakishly strong, like for his age, but he was, you know, ADHD. He, I mean, you know, I shouldn't even say he was ADHD. He just needed a lot to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he was super hyper, always, always doing something, but he was outdoor doing- kid, outdoor kid, exactly. exactly. outdoor, outdoor kid. Yes, I got three yeah. outdoor kids. Yep. hundred percent. Love to hunt, do all that stuff. But, um, you know, he was, uh, he was very, he was very like sporadic and, uh, you know, you would never know, you know, I, I wouldn't call it, you know, I'm like a bipolar thing by, by, by like any means. Cause not like he'd ever lash out, but like, if you told him to jump off a building, he would do it. If you told like, I can't tell you how many times my mom would get calls. Like he, you know, the school would be like, Hey, Matt, Matt ran away from school. Why'd he do it? Somebody told him to, you know, right, Matt, right. Matt beat up a kid on the playground. Why'd he do it? Cause he, some kid told him to because he got mad at him right so you know he 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 had that in him as far as you know he just caught him on a bad day but um yeah so you know that's i mean kind of sorry rambling a little bit but you know that's that that's kind of like where i've i've really had to figure out i don't want my kid living in that fear of i'm always hovering over him being like i don't want you to do anything because of the fear of losing you you know i mean 
what what will happen happens now. I'm not saying I just let my kid run around aim, you know, I'm gonna aim or I'm gonna aimlessly, you know, without any watch, but I watched what my parents went through and my dad started to get more and more paranoid. Like you you just saw it, which is natural. I mean, you lose like two, you know, like two two kids. Yeah. So yeah. Like watching him like go through something like that and seeing how paranoid he got and how it yeah. kind of affected us. Cause like, hey, can we go over so and so's house? No. no. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm. I, I don't blame him. Yeah. I'm. I'm on that team. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I mean, yes. Like, I am a lot more aware of things. I try and look for signs. I try and look for, you know, things. But, I mean, like stuff. Stuff happens. Donnie. I mean, Donnie was a car wreck. He was just driving home. You know. So, I mean, you can only do so so much. I I wonder. I bet. I suspect that your three grandkids have been the great, even though it's, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, I bet you it's the greatest. The fact that you're staying around your parents is probably the most healing they've felt. Yeah. yeah. Since that happened. I mean, grandkids are a miracle, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, I can just see what they did to my parents. I can't even fucking believe what happened to my mom and dad. Yeah. They're like new people. And I, it, yeah, it, it probably it, it healed is. the shit out of them. You giving them three grandkids, you know, and it's uh, it probably it, healed you too. Probably healed you too. Tell it you did, truth. you know. I mean, because of course, after like everything, you know, there were numerous reasons why I left. One, I just wanted a, you know a change of scenery, but two, it's like after those couple years, household started to change. You just, you know, like I said, things were kind of more edgy, and I just needed a change of a a, a a like change of scenery. Oh, you so know? you that? How old were you when you moved out? Uh, as soon as I graduated high school. So I was yeah. 17 and, uh, you know, rich, 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 I mean, was up visiting and, uh, that's, you know, we got talking and he was like, Hey, and that's where, you know, he just started getting into CrossFit. I think he was like two or three months in it. Yeah. He's like, Hey, why don't you come down? You know, I'm really thinking about getting serious into this stuff and open up a gym. Of course I'm 17. Like I tell people, it's like, you know, you think open up a gym, have a private jet and we're going to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. And a girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jim. Yep, exactly. Um, how much older is he? How much older is he than you? Four years. Four years. Yep. So, so he comes up to the house, and then you drive home with him. You make the yeah, drive back yeah. to Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And at that point, I remember Dave went to some competition on the East Coast somewhere, and he called me from there and he's like at the airport, he's like, Hey dude. And I go, what? He goes, the next cross the games champions here. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, there's this kid here. That's fucking nuts, dude. You're, you're not even going to believe him. <laughs> and it was rich. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then rich went, and Georgia, Dave never says that shit. I don't think, I can't remember too many other people he said that about. Yeah. I was going to say that was the regional then. Uh, had you moved about? to Cookville by that point? So yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you were, was, at, were you at that event with him? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so like guys like uh, I believe Spencer Hendel was there. I want to say Brandon Phillips. Like you know, like guys. Did guys you compete the there, Darren? Did you what? compete? Did you compete at that? I did not. No. No. Okay. No. 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 That's when I just started coaching them. Come on. But why didn't you compete? Because I, when I came and visited, you would work out with him, Everybody. and you would hang with him, and you were fucking incredible. Why didn't you compete? You know, you scared. Honestly, why? Why didn't you compete? It, not it, like I don't like it, but what's the? Word? No, no, no. And I, I have honestly thought about that for years because I'll even like look at that stuff too and be like, why, why didn't I sign up? And I mean, the only thing that I can kind of like, kind of correlate it to is I grew up in a big family. 
-hmm. I did everything with somebody, you know, nothing I ever did was kind of on my own, like individual base. The only sport that I, and honestly, like the sport I was best at was wrestling, which is an individual sport, but I didn't like it. I did not enjoy it. I didn't like the spotlight. I, I, I mean, and I, I don't know why that that just sounds stupid because everybody. No, like, I think that the Darren I know doesn't like the spotlight. That y- y- you're not a, um, you never seek attention anytime I was around you. <laughs> you're, which I, makes you a good wingman to Rich. Well, yeah, and 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 you know, I'm like, I, I'm like, I love to joke. I love to be. I'm like authentic, but you know, stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I just never really thrived in those kind of situations, like where I just felt good about it. I love football. I love team-based stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, and, and, and to be real, I love doing like my own thing. Like I love to have that freedom, like, Hey, I can work out when I wanted to, but I also could coach when I wanted to, I could do other things when I wanted to. I saw rich, you know, rich was in the gym 10 to 12 hours you know, and that's bam, 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 you know, and of course I would, I would jump in on a lot of that stuff like early on because I had nothing else to do. But I also like the idea of being 18, 19. Hey, I can go to the bar after, Hey, I can go, you know, to the lake and swim, you know, if, if like somebody wanted to. So earlier on, yes. And then, and then as I got older, I found coaching and I loved it. I loved it. You know, I just lived off of it literally, but, but yeah. Did do you do you wish do you wish in hindsight you would have competed? I think earlier on, yes. Um, yeah. you know, like right when you got there in the beginning, you should have done some comps with Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and uh, Rich, Rich was so far ahead of everybody else. Like he, he, he was, and I don't want to downplay what what anybody else did because they were all super fit. But Rich was literally the saying, "A man amongst boys out there." Yeah, yeah. like he he was he he was out there doing things. And and the thing that I tell people all the time is like what he did on the competition floor, nobody, nobody will ever realize how good he really was. Cause he did that shit in training nonstop and even better. It's like, you know, like out there, he just did what he had to do to like survive and like Grant surviving was just killing it. But like, you know, in the gym, he was, he, he, he was doing stuff without any type of food in his body, any type of, you know, rest between pounding a McDonald's double cheeseburger and doing this. It's like, yeah, you know, so, uh, sorry, I'm getting myself worked up. I need some water. No. Yeah. Get yourself worked up. That stuff is good to hear. Um, I want, I want to go back to, um, your early days of coming to Cookville, but I want to ask you this question. I heard that there's this UFC fighter, Israel Adesanya, and he fights in 185 pounds and he's a really good fighter. Maybe arguably the best who ever did it. And he said the reason why, <clears throat> I think it was him, the reason why Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James is in the fans' eyes is because, not because of the numbers, but because of the emotional um, appeal in his performance. He got the fans to invest in him emotionally. I feel like Rich has done that <clears throat> better than any CrossFit athlete um, ever, that there's something about him that makes you not, I mean, obviously he's the winner, but then you're also invested in him for some other reason. That's not like tangible, like the way he carries himself or the way he looks at the crowd or there's some sort of his style. Yeah. There's a style he has. He's a killer, man. He, yeah. he is like, you know, he, he wants to win cause he wants to win. Like if you take 300,000 out of the I mean, like, equation, you know, dollars, he would still beat everybody's ass. You know, he, he would still, 
win the CrossFit games. He still wants to win that bad. And like, that's something that you can't teach. You know, that's something that you're born with. And um, I, I always like tell people too, it's cool to see what Rich did with less, less coaching, less, le- like less availability and knowledge of like, you know, movements, um, I, you know, I mean like nutrition, stuff like that. He was able to put out the performance he did nowadays. And it's just like, you can look at any sport, you know, they talk about LeBron invest over a million dollars into his body, you know, I, I mean like every year. And it's like Michael Jordan was smoking a, you know, cigarette or, or you know, or I'm mean like cigar up until 2 a.m. playing golf. And then he'd go win the NBA finals. Right. You know, it's like, <clears throat> so I you mean, didn't see rich with those things on his legs that like, he wouldn't sit up with his legs up with those Norma attacks or, or, or like something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. Yeah. It, no, I, I mean, he, like as, as he got more and more <clears throat> into it and you know, that's, that, that's something too, to Rich's credit. He's, he's, he's very smart. Rich, Rich is, Rich is always learning. Like he's always reading something. He's always looking for, you know, the new better thing of how to get better at like something. So, you know, that's that that's something that I always do do or like I always did give him credit for, especially like if he got, you know, like if he got injured, he would attack it. He's like, hey, I'm gonna get this fixed instantly. You know, I watched him roll his ankle numerous times, you know, sprain it dang near or a couple times. And within three days, he's he's up and doing something because he's just rehabbing the crap out of it. So I mean, like I said, there's different breeds. Uh, Corbin Bowman, five dollars. Uh, just remember, uh, Darren, like and subscribe. Yeah, smash that, smash that like button. <laughs> yeah, smash something. Smash uh, Corey Bradshaw. Oh, geez, 50 minutes. Oh, Jesus, criminy for oh, max wait, reps. This, oh, wait, this is a different one for max reps and teams. Oh, team, okay, good. 250 calories row, 50 burpees over the rower, 50 calorie assault bike, 50 dumbbell. Uh, Facing burpees, 75 calorie row. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a mess. <laughs> no one's doing it. He's not doing this. He's not doing this. <clears throat> no. Second, 50 burpee uh, box jump overs. What the fuck is this number? 24, 20,100. No, 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 no. 24, 20, 24 inches for men, 20 for, for ladies, and then uh, oh. 100 calorie row. So oh, you're a coder. You're like a computer coder. You can just read yeah, numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say. That's my two month college degree. Do you ever dream about um oh workouts? Do you ever wake up and you're like, oh shit, I gotta go write that down right away? Or have you ever been in bed and like you think of a workout and like you have to get up and write it down? It it honestly like it's it's not it's not just a movie scene. Like, yes, that happens all the time. Like we're all like wake up and I'm like, wow, that was really good. And you know the worst thing about having a dream is trying to put it all back together. Yeah. Like it's weird how it kind of comes to you throughout the day. You're like, shit, I I did just, or I did dream about that or like, you know, the order's messed up, but I do that. I've, I've had that happen to me so many times where I got to get to my laptop or I got to get to a piece of paper and I got to write it down. Like, or, 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 or even times like there's, there'll be times where I'll actually program a workout and I'll put like a time base on it of how long I, I think it should take. And all of a sudden I'll wake up, be like, oh shit, that was supposed to be five minutes. Not, not, not six minutes. What the like, fuck is going on with this new stream yard? Did you see those balloons go up? In I front did. Of I was like, is it my birthday? <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was it. We noticed that you did a hand gesture or we noticed that if you did, I went like this the other day and this happened. Whoa. 
Nothing. So you did something. You did something that summons the balloons. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, that's that's unreal. You're going to be on here for the next hour just throwing your hands around. Um, um, I, that if when I'm going to bed at night, it, it drives me crazy because if I think of a question, I have to go then get up and write it down. Yeah, because I just so I can get it off my brain so that I can go to sleep. Somebody, else- so somebody told me a while back, or maybe it was one of the headlines that I read because I'm a headline reader. I never just click and read through articles. I just read the headlines. But anywho. Uh, they, they had mentioned that if you, as soon as you wake up, if you did this every morning for at least 30 days straight, as soon as you woke up and wrote down exactly what you dreamed about, or from what you could remember that by the 30 day mark, or so you would be able to start having lucid dreams where you could actually control them. So you could actually get within your dreams. I know I'm kind of getting kind of like into the inception stuff. But you could start controlling what you're dreaming about. You could start to alter the path of it the way that you wanted to. Okay, I'm going to do that. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. So when I wake up tomorrow, what if I don't have a dream? What's the first one I write down? What do I write down? You just feel like dream dream day one, bam. Okay. Okay. I beat my kid in tennis. Right. That would be a dream. Mm -hmm. In all the years... Well, let me paint the scene first. The scene is you and you and Rich are sitting in in that garage at his or that barn on the top of the hill at his dad's house, yeah, yeah. and you guys start writing workouts down. Mm-hmm. And all the years and all the times you've done that, you ever get in a fight with Rich over it? What's the most heated it got about like not agreeing on a workout? To do? You ever get where someone stormed out like "fuck you"? Yeah, I mean, there. Oh, it did get like that occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like stuff like that happens. You know, right, it's right. uh. I'm trying to think of a specific time. Like if I could really, ah, not that, I mean, nothing like where I could be like, Hey, this is how it happened. But yeah, I mean, like there, there were times like where, you know, like rich would, or, or I mean, the one thing about rich and again, I'm not going to downplay Rich's program by any means. Cause he's the best. I mean, in my opinion, he's the best at all time with it. But you know, there were like some days where you just knew because like we, we would always get, you know, whether I was up the barn early or later on, we started training at his house and he built, you know, the whole thing was uh, if you got there early, some, sometimes you would just jot down stuff like, Hey, you know, like, let's do this. And you would always have to write them down with the idea of it's probably going to get changed. But, you know, there Mm -hmm. were like some days where you just kind of were adamant about it. Like, Hey, Rich, we did, we did 300 wall balls yesterday. I really don't want to do thrusters. Or, hey, we got, you know, we, we, we got this coming up, you know, I'm like tomorrow we got strength after let's try it and like do this and be like, no, you know, we're going to do this. But I also think that's what made it so great is that it it was the stuff that you needed to do, because like I tell people all the time, you got to be built for Sunday. If you're going to go to the games, you can't be built for Wednesday. You can't be the show off guy who comes in the first day or two and wants to just dominate. You got to be the guy that's still standing up on the final or the person on the final day. So, yeah, you know, there were there there were times where it's like, F this, you know, that's stupid. But in the end, you always ended up doing it. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Do you do you remember it was you in this um, in Rich and there was a dude with the fro? I can't remember. He ended up being on the L1 team like he had a Jew fro trying to remember his name. He was a good dude. He was like, he was, he was, I think like, he was like a preacher or something. He was your age. 
He was my age. He had a Jew. He was like always talking to me about the Bible. Always. He was cool. He had a Jew fro. Oh, wait. He didn't. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Are you talking about are you are, are you are you talking about Ben Rogers? No. Okay. No. I, I was I was about to say, you know, I was trying to picture him even like with longer hair because he always had like a Just short had curly hair. Oh, he used to have curly. Holy cows, man. You're, you're you're really making me feel bad because any anyway, this we were up in the barn and me and uh senior were smoking cigarettes and drinking <laughs> Coors Light in the room with you guys working out. Do you remember that? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, having senior there drinking and smoking was like the uh, the normal thing. It just felt like it was a Tuesday. I just couldn't believe that I was in. <laughs> you guys are working out, and, and we're in there just drinking and smoking. <laughs> I can't remember what we were smoking. It was. I can't remember. Awesome. Can't remember. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, I can't remember if it was Lucky Strikes or Mal Malbro yeah, or what. I say Swisher like, Sweets or a Black I, and Mild. I just couldn't believe it. It. Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Did um, d in, in those in those victories um that Rich had, and you're in the back with him. Um, was there ever there were some there were some times when there were some ups and downs. Obviously, obviously yeah. it's across the games. Were there ever any games where you're like, oh shit, he's not going to win this one? I mean, you were well. I mean, you were back there a lot too. But I mean. Honestly, there was never besides like the very first one as far right. as after taking second, you know, because you just don't know. But after that, no. I mean, even even what, what was the was it four was it thirteen or twelve where uh, the swim workout or it might have been earlier than that or like was it eleven where he started off and he and he took like thirty second place and then and then I don't remember correctly if that was the same year as the triple three where he was like walking, but it's like at yeah. that point. I think, uh, you know, like, you know, the picture was being painted. Hey, this is the year that that Rich is going to fail. Like, it just doesn't look like he has it in him. But or or like something bad happened. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Like he's broken. And he can't. Yeah, he's not exactly. come, Like he can't come back this weekend. Maybe next weekend, but not this weekend. Like the one that really did scare me. It wasn't even the games. It was uh, regionals. I think it was Cincinnati. So if it was twelve or thirteen, but it was Cincinnati regionals. It was the famous one. Him and Scott Pancheck. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, like Rich was, I mean, like Rich was sick. So, you know, um, and I mean, you know, Rich sick is still above and beyond, but still it was just the fact that we didn't know like that first or second day, like what he had. So it's like, if something legitimately messed him up to where he could not get out there and actually do the minimum work I and mean, like requirement, then yeah, you are, I mean, you, you are screwed. So it's like that at that point, I, like I was worried. Because for a guy like him and really any athlete, it's like, what's what's that going to do to you mentally? I mean, you train all that, you're all this hype to win it, come back to it. And of course, at the time, that's your livelihood. Like, that is your sole livelihood. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Man. And look at this. This is the famous. Oh, is it? it? Is, this is the famous throw it, throw it over your head. Yeah. Why would they I make won't. that? Why would they make that illegal? It's a brilliant move. It, it was, but why I make mean, that illegal? Because you can't see what your bar's doing, or they just didn't want somebody throwing it on top of their head. Man, Scott. Oh, this is when this, uh, this is when everybody still had great knees. Uh, <laughs> when, I would say, is CrossFit just, hard on your knees? I don't think if CrossFit is hard on your knees, is it because I don't do it at this competing, level? Competing is hard on your knees because okay. of the sheer volume. CrossFit okay. itself is not hard on your knees. No. Okay. Okay. 
And that's, and that's the part that's hard to break people up. Of course, everybody sees, you know, that's, that's the ongoing battle is the, yeah, my knees, watchers. my knee, I did 300 uh, air squats uh, two days ago with a 16 pound vest. Do you do Murph? I, well, I don't tell, I'm kind of like, I've never done Murph with the vest. You're a closet so, Murph guy. So I'm no, I'm, well, I've never done Murph with the vest. So I'm kind of like prepping, you know what I mean? Like I, I took my obby, my nine year old. Don't like, tell hey, anybody you're on your podcast that reaches a ton of people. Well, they don't listen to this part here. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go tell my seven. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, my knees feel great. My knees feel great. I'm 51. Like it was nothing. I go, I go ass to grass. My knees feel great. I mean, so, my man. So, yeah. Since I stopped, I mean, I, I like, I never got to the point of, you know, some of these athletes, but um, since I stopped competing at that level, my body feels a lot better. Okay. Um, you know, it's, I mean, I mean, because like, that's, that's what it takes. Like, you know, like I said earlier, it's like, you got to be built for the grind and, uh, you know, that's what you got to go to. You got to squat when you don't want to. It's like, you know, when you're just an everyday athlete or everyday person like us, it's like, you can choose when not to squat and when to squat and feel right. good. Right. You know, you can control movement a lot better. Cause it's not, it's, it's for time, but it's your time. Yeah, I did them in sets of 15. Yeah. Taking turns with my son. It was, yeah, it was chill. I see what uh, you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I was going right. to say, my wife ma makes fun of me all the time because there'll be times where I'm where I'm doing a workout. And in my mind, and I'm sure, you know, you go through it and everybody does who kind of outside of that, like, competitive realm. But it's like, you remember what you could do, let's just say, 10 years ago and, and like, how you did it. And you you think you still have it in you. And then all of a sudden, three, two, one hits or halfway through a workout, you're like, holy shit, I am not nowhere near that. You know, your heart rate's way higher. Your legs are more blown up. Your arms hurt. And it's like, I'm just going to stop. Like, you know, I mean, like, there's there, there's times where I'm doing a workout and it's like five sets with like a one-to-one -one rest. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to do four. I mean, yeah. you know, that's enough. You know, that's such an awesome place just to be at for me. This, um... This the dude who produces this podcast, the executive producer Matt Souza. Yeah, he he said that there was a guy who came into his gym who did thirty seconds on and thirty seconds off on the assault bike, and I want to say got four hundred and twenty-seven calories in thirty minutes. And it's a little dude. It's a little dude, like under one. I want to say under one eighty. So I. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try that, and I'm gonna shoot for 300. I got to the sixth round, I quit. I'm like, I'm not doing this. That, that's that. I, seriously, six minutes in, I'm like, nope, I'm not doing. I'm not even gonna go for 300. It was what's so, so what's, fucking bad, dude. But what's so? And I love the assault bike, and I'm like, I know, I do too. That's my absolute fucking mind. What's so funny about that though, is that there's no requirement within that 30 seconds. You could have got on there for 30 seconds and just and and like just held a calorie. Right, you know, right, right. But you know, I mean, Grant, in, I mean, intensity is all relevant to you, you know, right. as far as like what you wanted. But that's what's funny about it. You just quit at that. Yeah, because I was so depressed. Because I thought I'm like, well, I'll do three. I go, hey, can I do 300? He goes, that was like the baseline for our gym. We told people they should aim for at least 300. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit! That I mean, it was. You know, and like, and and like, that's what I tell people too about workouts like that. When you can mathematically figure it out within a first set or two. As yeah. far as where where you're where you're probably gonna end up, it sucks because that's when reality kind of sets in of what you got to put your body through to get to that point. 
you know, I mean, if, if you want 300 calories, that means you got to have a hundred and a, you know, 50 by the, you know, 15 minute mark, yeah. you know, and then you start breaking it down even more than that. Okay. I got to have 10, 10, 10 calories in 30 seconds or whatever. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden you start getting all the numbers thrown out. It's like, shit, I'm falling off pace. Well, maybe I can go 12 this, this time and eight this time or eight and seven or so. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, uh, is it true that, um, uh, you're going to that next year you'll be leaving mayhem and going to HWPO. Is that, yeah, that's those exactly rumors? true. Those rumors, rumors are true. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. The rumors are true. You can clickbait okay. that. <laughs> you, yeah. Is it true? <laughs> is it true? The word hey, on the street. Were you in the, were you ever in the gym with when Matt and Rich were in there together? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're like from day one. I mean, no one knows Rich better than you. We're from day one. We're like, Oh, this ain't going to end good. This is fine. This is uh oil and fire were you like oh shit no 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 you know i mean people people wanted to make that out more than you know i'm like what it was it's just like the simple fact of you know it's like i mean sometimes there's just not a good mesh you know and i mean it happens all the time like with things it's like hey you know your your style is different than darren hold on let's let i um, Greg uh, Glassman and Dave Castro are prickly dudes. Yeah. Like, like if you if you enter in the room wrong, they they will fuck you up. You get a, start off on the wrong foot with them, they will both like, yeah, will, will not be fun yeah. for anyone in the room. I, I suspect it's very much. I mean, it could be. I mean, Rich is a very nice guy. He's a gentleman of the highest order. Yeah. The little bit that I know him and the little bit I know Matt, it's the same way. If you enter the room wrong, if they get off on the wrong foot with them, boy, it's gonna be like. Yeah, you know, and, right. it's gonna be tough getting back on the right foot with them. Well, and, and Matt, and, especially Matt's especially quirky. Well, you There's know, and they're both kind of competing for the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, earlier on, like when Rich was still an individual, that was a little, you know, that was kind of short, but even so, it's like Rich is one of the most competitive. I mean, Rich is, if not the most competitive person within the sport. I mean, the guy, the guy will die on the competition floor, probably to shoot them with a tranquilizer just to get them off of it. But, you know, so of course, like somebody walks in who all the media, everything else, people like you. Yeah. Yeah. Who are like, Hey, this guy is going to take your spot. This guy is better than you. This guy is, you know, so it's like, you know, it's just like the same thing. Like if I hear something about somebody else of, Hey, this guy's a douchebag, this guy's an idiot. And all of a sudden I meet that guy like in person, my first initial thought is, Hey, I don't like you because everybody told me you are a douchebag. Right. You know, and it's not like that. That's what was, you know, people are telling that, but it's like, that's what, that, that's what CrossFit wanted. They wanted to see like this, like collide of Titans. Right. You know, like when Matt and Rich. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Exactly. Exactly. Because, because controversy makes a better story than them hugging and frolicking through flowers and dancing with each other. And it's competitive. It's a sport. It is. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, yeah. I mean, of course that. But did you know when the first time they're in the room together, you were like, like I know when someone walks in the room and they meet Dave for the first time, if they say something stupid or to Greg, I'm like, up, oh, that's not going to work out. That relationship's over. They knowing, won't. Be, they won't be invited to dinner. Like, did you know? Up, oh, that's not going to work. Knowing Rich's personality and knowing Matt's personality, yes, you would. You you as you know you as a person that like that, that like knew both. You just knew that yes, this this probably wasn't going to be, you know, the 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 best. Although, you know, there were times like where, you know, like, I mean, they were I, like, I mean, they were great together. They'd be laughing. They, you know, I mean, like, they'd, they'd be cutting up. But I think as the stress of the competition 
and you know other things started to to build i think that's just where that separation it's almost like um i'm trying to think the best example but like when it happens with fighters in the same training camp that like they're getting along getting along and then a fucking a few months well, before and, the fight, they're like talking crazy shit about each other's seeing, families and shit. Seeing, seeing some like, okay, here, here we go. Like uh, one of my best friends in um, a high school, I, I would see him every day, but it was for short snippets of the day. Well, there was, you know, I'm mean, so you know, all the, I mean, we always hung out afterwards, stuff like that. But it was like hour two, two, two hours. Then all of a sudden, like his, you know, family went off on, I'm mean, like vacation or you know, like something like that. He had to stay with us for over a week. That was the most heated. And after that, like we didn't talk like very, I'm mean, like very much like, you know, a week or so after we were around each other all the time, you know, and it was kind of like that, you know, I mean, kind of like that feeling apart, you know, like where you got little snippets. Awesome. They, 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 you know, like they were great. But when you put yourself in that realm and you're around it, you're, you're, you're by somebody during the ups and downs, you know, and like you see things that might annoy you or things that don't mesh well with you or not up to, you know, what you morally believe in. That's where things start to happen. You get that magnet flipped around and it just throws. So do do you think that um do do you think that somewhere inside um uh Rich wants to have a protege? I think so. Um or or do you think it's sincere when he says, yeah, I'm just not good at coaching. I'm not available emotionally. You know how he'll say this shit. Or do you think that somewhere inside, like he'd like to have a, a, a take someone under his wing? I, uh, I think so too, but I kind of think that Rich kind of said it, you know, as well. It's like coaching one-on-one is just not his style. Mm. You know, he is, he, Rich is always willing to lend a handout, you know, to help people. I mean, like, you know, to answer questions, but, I think, you know, for him personally, it's like he he still wants to compete at the highest level. You know, even if I mean, even if he's not who, who do, Rich does. Yes. Oh, so he oh wow. Okay. He does, I mean, huh? I, I mean, but want to, hey, but want yeah. to and like able to are like two completely different things. Right, right. You know, right. and I mean like also for him too, he gets on kicks, mountain biking. Okay. Now, now he wants to be the best mountain biker in the world, which scares the shit out of me because he probably will be. Yeah. And and that takes me out of a job. So, you know, he better figure it out like with it. Uh, me, meaning you want you want to keep coaching him. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. No, no. I mean like just I mean I mean, like just saying, you know, Rich, Rich being within the sport of a CrossFit is great for the whole I mean community. Rich right. is awesome in it. Rich, right. Rich loves it. He loves all this. But you know, if he goes dive bombing into mountain biking, well, he's a guy who goes all out into something. You know, then he's going to be mountain biking, which when he trained for the Leadville, he was mountain biking all day. And that's all he thought about. That's all he wanted to do. His workouts were based around mountain biking. What did, did um, th- this is going to be a weird question here. Uh, Justin V mountain biking is too dangerous. We can't have that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so is slamming your head on the ground for a hundred reps every day. Uh, um, you talking about burpees? Handstand pushups, but yeah, still. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I don't, this is going to sound, this is going to be a weird take. I don't think Rich can do biking because I don't think he's willing to get, um, smaller, that small. Yeah. I mean, you basically have to turn into a waif. 
Yeah. You have to have j just be ass in quads. I mean, and you have to yeah, let the entire yeah. upper body go. You really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, is he willing I, to drop down to 165 pound man? I don't know. You know, <laughs> I know, I know. Could you, could you imagine? You I know, would talk some hellacious shit about him if he got that skinny. I mean, all I in not. fun, but it would be so fun to be like, what the fuck happened to him? I do not. Meth rich, rich for meth froning. <laughs> Meth, meth broning, meth <laughs> Somebody needs to render that image up. Ask but, um, AI to make me yeah, yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. What would the fittest man in the world look like if he did meth for a month? I think. I also think Rich knows that he could get himself back to the way that he is within a couple months, you know, or or, or so. But it's what he'd have to put himself through to get to, like you said, like that, you know, like that bottom weight position that would allow him to perform at the highest level. Because him, him doing as well as he did for his first time at, you know, at the Leadville 100. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it didn't just light some crazy fire in him to where he's like, now I want to win it because I think I can. Um, if it does, awesome. I will be his biggest, I mean, like supporter at the same time. But at the other time, yeah, that is, I mean, for his lifestyle, that's just not going to work. Um, uh, Cameron, what's up, dude? Not true. Look at Cam Haynes. Runners aren't supposed to look like him. Here's the thing. I can't, um, all my friends who got into biking and in the, in the couple biking events that I've been at, the dudes are the best guys have no upper body. Yeah. I mean, zero. Like they have like those model shoulders. There's always going to be the one or two outliers too. It's like that. That, that I'm not talking about good. You were talking about Rich wanting to be the best. Well, yeah, I yeah, exactly. And you got to have some sort of weird body issues to be the best biker in the world or best runner. You just never see the best runner in the world is a like at that distance is is. Yeah, I, I mean a twig. Yeah, skeleton. Skeletor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what always, you know, like I, I, like I'd always tell people, I would much look at Hunter McIntyre. Exactly, he's not, he doesn't run world class times. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say that's a point there, there, there too. But it's like I would, I would train for the CrossFit Games any day than I would try and be a world class marathon runner. Say that again. You would what? I would much rather put myself through a CrossFit, like trying to train for the CrossFit Games, any day than try and train to be a world-class marathon runner, if not the best, to know what they have to put themselves through as far as sheer volume of just running and the weight they have to be at and holding sub five minute miles to me is just insane. Like I almost feel like, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, like I could win the, the CrossFit games before I ran, you know, a sub five minute mile for multiple miles, but I feel like one is more obtainable than the other. I'm not going to say which. Mm. I don't want you clipping that. <laughs> say it. Say it. <laughs> I will not. What What's the most amazing thing you ever saw him do? Oh. Oof. I would say one of the coolest ones that I saw off the back was when he hit the 225 Isabel. And he did it in like three minutes or, you know, like something like that, because at that time, everybody like a 225 snatch, even, even at that time was a very respectable lift. You know, it's like, I think, you know, he had, he had registered or like most people were hitting numbers of like a great, like, Hey, this is going to be my, my, my best lift for the year was like a 275. So to hit 225, 
you know, for 30 reps as fast at like as he did to me was one of the coolest things. Watching it, um, especially early on, look at that, the old and squat. Oh my god, and then the squat snatch it too. For for a guy like me that struggled so much with snatching as far as heavy weight, to watch him him do that, oh the the old threes too. Where is that? What gym is that? That was that uh that was the gym? second, yeah. That was the one that was downtown. And then right over oh. there to the water by right over there. <laughs> Log your score, Rich. Come on, sign in. Wow, it was that <laughs> he didn't even miss a beat. He did not miss it. What one even tired. Yes, that's the most incredible thing. Him signing in and doing all the signature. But uh yeah, I I mean that 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 to me was one of the coolest things. Then I think he went um when he went to Abacare down in um when he went to Jerry oh. World. And, and and he did it uh, uh, on the stage um, with the hologram. Because remember that? They had the hologram of him doing it the year or two prior. And they so they had Froning ver- versus Froning. I didn't oh, know uh, they did that. Or if yeah. I did, I forgot. Wow. Yeah. And did, he, was, and did he do it faster? Yeah. Beat? Yeah. <laughs> rich beat Rich. Yeah. Rich, Rich, Rich. Yeah. The Were, only you can, Were you the at that event? Were you at that event? The only person that can beat Rich is Rich. Were you at that event? I was not. I want to say um uh, my cousin JJ. Okay, all right, sorry. It wasn't a hologram. It was it was the actual video. But yeah, hey, great. how how many um how many people were there when he did that? Oh gosh, there was uh there there was a lot. Um, I don't want to butcher. Is it like ten thousand? Is it like ten thousand in the stadium? It, it, I was gonna say it was in the Cowboys Stadium. And yeah, when he came out, I I just thought that was so cool to put himself because like Rich shines the best when he's I mean like when he's on the stage. He's just one of those people. He's like a Brady and stuff like that where he's clutch. Like the spotlight mm-hmm. doesn't affect mm-hmm. him. He just can do clutch things and clutch moments. And that's something I try and like tell people too that like want to be at that top level. It's like you got to be able to hit those moments. You don't have to be perfect on him. Like you you're not gonna go hundred for hundred. But it's got to be a 60, you know, it, it, it's got to be a 60-40 or a 70-30. You can't be a 50-50 guy or a 50-50 person. You think that if Rich continues biking, that it would somehow hurt the bottom line of mayhem, that fewer people would be, – because is, is that – were you just joking or are you, are you really thinking? No, that? no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that's me. Yeah. I, I mean, that's me joking. I don't think it will. I don't think no, it will. Rich is, yeah. Rich's legacy – will will stand the test of time because like i said you know it's uh oh i don't but uh, yeah darren but if he didn't keep doing crossfit if he didn't keep yeah i mean the reason why mayhem's so successful i think is because he he kept going team don't get me wrong like it's successful because of he won but the reason why i think it's so successful is because he kept going team and he was in the gym and just everyone and their mother passes through the mayhem empire it definitely helps. It, it I, I mean, I will right. not, I, I, I mean, I will not deny that a hundred percent. But Michael Jordan, fans shoots, are what have you done for me lately? Fans really are. What the well, fuck? Have but you here's done for the me thing, lately? though, too, is like everybody respects though a legacy. Michael Jordan's shoes are still the top sellers. Right, the guy, guy hasn't touched the basketball, and God knows. You know how long? I mean, I shouldn't say right. tough, but guy he has. He might played. be the Michael Jordan of CrossFit. You're right. You know, there's so other really great um, uh, um, basketball players that everyone's already forgotten already. Exactly. Like uh, I, I bet you the Magic Johnson shoe don't sell so good. No, no, do, you know, I mean, right. it does not. Right. And I, yeah, but I mean, but like seriously, it's like you know stuff. I mean, stuff like that because that's what I always like tell. That's what I like tell people too. Is like I feel bad for people that got into this sport later and. In the sense of they missed out, in my opinion, of one of the golden, probably if not the best era of like CrossFit that, 
2011, 2012 to like 2017, you know, or so where it's like those, those to me were like the best years where you saw, I think the very best out of these athletes who did it, who did it because they wanted to win, who did it because, you know, they, they, they went in the gym, they either had a coach, didn't, I mean, like didn't have a coach, but they were just, you know, the best of the best. They were, you know, the, the, the cream of the crop. And, uh, you know, to see Rich live or to see any of these guys live, like Ben Smith back in his heyday, Scott Pancheck, you know, Matt, even, you know, during like his run, Tia, you know, like back in her early days to see those people live at that time was the most unbelievable thing. I mean, in that tennis stadium, the lights, I mean, you were there. It was just one of the coolest feelings. So, yeah, we're just getting old, man. Um, well, there's this. There was this talk I had with um, with Dave, and then Andrew Hiller kind of ran with it the other day. Also, it really fucking put the nail in the coffin. I I don't know if you watch any of his content, but he put out a video uh, yesterday. So so basically, what happened was is um, Mayhem released this newsletter. It said CrossFit is over, and then Rory yeah. went on this podcast saying that was a fuck up. We didn't mean to say that, and then. Um, Dave was on my podcast. I don't think we talked about that specifically, but we, I told him what I thought CrossFit needed to do to if what the athletes needed to do if they grow. And then Hiller really took it and put all of that shit together. The last 10 minutes of that video is nuts. Is if you haven't seen it, just go to the last 10 minutes. But basically what he that. says is for every person, he basically says, how many people has Rich Froning introduced CrossFit to versus other people? Yeah. And he says, for every piece of fruit Rich Froning, I think this is the metaphor used, for every piece of fruit Rich Froning picked off the CrossFit tree, he put 10 more pieces of fruit back on the tree. And the, I, and I'm not taking a dig at the other people, but I oh. don't think CrossFit grows if the affiliates don't grow. I don't I don't think that you um, get bigger sponsorships. I don't think that you get um, – I don't think that there's you, you don't professionalize the sport. You don't PFAA it. The only way it because if the affiliates go away, it's done. It is done. A hundred. Bye Toast. Yeah. yeah. And so you see someone like a, a Rich or a Scott Pancheck who are really immersed in the community, in, mm -hmm. in the gym, in the gyms, in the gym space, right? The, yep. the all the Pancheck brothers own a gym. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Noah Olson's parents own a gym. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, Rich Froning owns a gym. You, these, these just these older athletes are, um, they're they're immersed in the game, and I think that's the only way. Uh, dude, I think it's I I I really believe it's the only way it's going to grow. And other than that, people will it will suffer if it goes yeah. the other way. If we just start trying, if we don't nourish the roots, um, yeah. people are just taking from it and not giving to it. It, it will suffer. Well, and, and, you know, that's kind of the, that's, that's kind of the thing that always kills me about stuff like this is um, CrossFit, you know, has these, I'm like, you know, they're, uh, they kind of follow their, their own model. You know, they, you know, they don't want to be, I'm like consistent. They always want to, you know, throw you for a loop. They always want to keep you I'm like on your toes, but it's like, when you find a recipe that works, it's the same thing that we deal with, with a cell phone, a shoe stuff like that. It's like, why do we just all of a sudden decide to flip it on its back and just go, you know, like the Give other me an example. Are you talking about like the, the, the way you qualify for the games? Like, Hey, just yeah, stick yeah, with yeah, sure, the regional sure. games. Is that yep, just, yep, okay, sure. okay, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, like stuff like that, like, I mean, the open, yeah, the open is probably the best example, you know, again, you know, you go from five tests to three tests or, or whatever, 
Um, it, it used to, to be it mad, cool. to it mattering, to it not mattering. Exactly. It used to be cool to win the open. Like I remember yeah, yes. sitting on my computer update, 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 like, yeah, Hey, who's yeah. going to win Bailey doing the last workout three or four times in like three hours. It's like, that shit was so cool. And it got people hyped up. The media was at the top of its game. That's when, you know, you were doing your thing and Heber was, you know, in it and stuff full on, like with CrossFit, there was so much stuff that was community based that got everybody excited. Like, you know, I mean, seeing, seeing like the rich Froning shirts, you know, like the, the Jersey sales back, back then were, you know, completely different than you know, like what they are now. It wasn't you're buying it. Cause you know them, you know, it was like you bought them because you bought into them. Right. You know, I mean, um, uh, you, you think the open should mean something again? Yeah. It, Me it, too. It, Me too. It, it, it was so much better. And, and again, it's I think not, if you shit the bed at the open, you're fucked. Yeah. I, I think exactly, you're just fucked. Exactly. I mean, you know, but it, it was like, that's like, like, that's when it was so cool for those everyday athletes to get behind, to get behind a, a, a athlete in I mean, like in the open who are at the top of their, their, their game, or at least close to it and, you know, get excited about it. It's like, Hey, I am team rich or I'm team mad or I'm team, you know what? I mean, I want to see them win the open. Now it's like, Eh, you just make top 20 or top 200 or top 30 and you're good. It doesn't matter because they're just going to, you know, I might reconfigure it and throw you somewhere. And I don't blame the athletes, but you hear athletes like Samuel Cornway or Sarah Sigmund's daughter just straight up say the open doesn't matter. That breaks my heart. Yeah, it does. It, it, it does, you know, because especially as a, I'm a competitive person, it doesn't matter. Or sorry, I, I don't want to say it doesn't matter. It matters. No, I mean, like no matter what, if you are competitive, you should want to win regardless it's like, you know, if you want to win the games, win the open. Right. You know, right. if you, you know, if you want to win, you know, the games, win your semifinals. It's like, don't, don't compete for, for, for mediocrity or just getting by. What about, um, and I don't, it's going to, for some people, it's going to sound like these things are in conflict, but I don't think they're in conflict at all. What do you think about people who say, Hey, don't peak for the open peak for the games that still doesn't mean you shouldn't try your hardest at the open right yeah that's a that's a completely different level of fitness open fitness compared to games fitness like open fitness you got to be able to sell your soul for 10 to for 6 to 12 minutes i mean i mean you know, i mean, we'll just say you know and then and you know and then after that you're done you know that's just mentally preparing yourself just for one workout each week of where, you know, your body's just got to be ready to go. Now, there are people like I've watched, I, I mean, I've watched this so many times of I've seen people who train way less perform way better than somebody that has trained for the 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 open itself. I'll use Dre as a example, okay, who's one of the Mayhem Media guys and, and one of the Mayhem athletes. Dre is one of the most unbelievable athletes I've ever seen in my life. The fittest to never make the games. This guy can flip a switch. On the turn, I, I mean, let, I mean, let, you know, like it's nothing. He would sit in the back, work on something for six to eight hours, pound a muffin, drink a monster, and go dominate. If not, oh god, <laughs> wow! Look at my hair. Which one small. is Dre? Dre's Asian. That is that dude Asian? <laughs> yeah, Phil. Dre is. What Phil is that Pino. dude? Oh, Dre, Dre, no shit! Phil. I didn't know that. But yeah, but I mean, but like seriously, Dre, Dre is just one of those guys, you know, who, I mean, who could just look at his fucking arm, dude. I know. I know. Oh look at, that's why, that's why I put myself in the middle. So my arms hide. That's it's so crazy. Upsetting. It's so upsetting, but no, I mean, but like that, but, but like that level of fitness is different than the games. 
you know, is different than regionals. You know, regionals, you have to be smart. You have to know who's around you, sectional, stuff like that. you got to play the numbers game. You know, open, you're trying to put out the best score possible. You know, you know, I mean, like the regionals, you got to survive for the next workout, the next workout, the next workout. Uh, let me read this comment. Uh, Mason Mitchell, uh, Sevon loves my mom, and yet he's never done her. That's true. <laughs> you're, you're right. I, I do love your mom, and I have never done her. Give her my number, please. Thank you. I mean, I, I have to read some of the comments. Can't we just can't hoard all of the? Uh, was that your Was that your son that wrote that? <laughs> you watching? Could could be my um, could be could be. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's just. I mean, it was just a, such a different time, like back then. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, people talk about the good old days and stuff all the time, but I, I think thought, it, I think there still could be athletes like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I don't think that there's some recipe that's driven people out of the. I don't think there's some recipe that makes it so you can't you can't do what Scott and Rich have done. The fittest, the the fittest will still win. I mean, no, no, no matter what the open is laid out as, you know, whether it's a three workout, five, five, you're still going to see the top people at the top. Like, you know, I don't think that that will will ever change, but. I think of overall what it means to the whole community itself. You know, you definitely saw that dissipate. So, I mean, as far as determining like who's the fittest, you know, I still, I mean, I still think you're still going to get the same result in the end. That's just me. I'm trying, I, I'm trying to think what it would look like if, if, if every athlete, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it took, uh, you, you know, one day a week and committed to something, to doing something for the, for, for their local affiliate or for the community yeah. or for something just to reinvigorate because basically, and I'm saying to do it for, like, I'm not saying to do it cause you're altruistic, do it for selfish reasons. Know that if you grow shit around you, that you then will reap the benefits, right? It's if like, the game sells out, you make more money. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's it, it's just like NFL players find out, NBA players, community outreach is what keeps their name alive. And again, it's like, yeah, you can be a little selfish with it of, hey, I'm doing this for me. But at the same time, you know, you have to have the other side of it where I'm doing this because it's right. Because like you said, this is what this is for everybody. Yeah. This yeah. These people have made me. I would not be where I am, who I am, all that stuff. It's like when you drop the term I and start using the term we you will prosper so much better in this sport or just in anything. I mean, like, just like, you know, in my opinion, you got to athletes got to stop with the individual based up of, I, you know, I, I did this. No, you did not. We did this. We brought you here. You did not come out of the womb, completely throw your mom and dad out the window and then just start feeding yourself and stuff. You know, again, there, there's a process, there's a community. Everybody got somewhere because of something or because of somebody. So did you ever did you ever at the games say something to Rich that you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. That was too lighthearted or <laughs> it needed to be because you would keep things very light. And obviously, yeah. if um, you would make the things that you did that made Rich comfortable could make other people uncomfortable. Like I always had to be like, holy shit, Darren's on fire right now. And whatever he's doing is working on Rich. But I could tell everyone else was like, fuck, this is weird. Because you, because it's like basically we were we would seeing his CrossFit Games dreams like leaving as he's like not in first place, and you're like, dude, you suck. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, what do you want to do after if you when you lose? What do you? I mean, you would just be just prodding him. And he has like his hands in his head, and he's sitting on the ground against a fucking rogue rig. And I'm like, wow, this is how I was you. Not, I, was, I was not just a complete dickhead, but no, no you yeah, weren't I, a dickhead. Yeah. But like, you were on a level with them that the rest. It was like you guys were on acid, and we weren't. Like we couldn't like go to where you guys were. We, I'll say very, very, very well. Could have been if it's one thing. I shouldn't say. I, I always say like, if it's one, but. My dad, at an early age, I, I mean, I, I learned from him. My dad is great at reading the room. Like, he's really good at, at, at like, understanding different emotions and, and knowing of when to joke with somebody and when not to joke with somebody, you know. And I think that kind of helped me in the long run as well as I was able to kind of learn from him of, like, timing. Timing is, 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 like, everything of when to say something. Coaching as well. You know, it's like you can't treat – every athlete in your gym, the exact same. And that's a hundred percent what I felt like with Rich is, you know, I mean, I'm not going to talk to Rich the same way that I would like talk to my wife or, you know, like something like that, but it's like, you know, distractions are huge in those stressful situations. And if I could, you know, be that person that could just, you know, help take his mind off of it because, you know, I found out, Hey, you know, after we work out, what do we do? We go do something else. We go wakeboard, we go you know, like to the lake. It wasn't just always CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit. So I was trying to make it feel as much as being in the gym where he, or at home in his barn, where he was his best and try and replicate that at the CrossFit games. It's like, Hey, after we got done working out at home, what do we do? We would downplay I mean, each other. You know, we would like make fun of each other. We would, you know, say something. So you know, you, you, you try and like bring that and you try and bring that environment to them or to your, your athletes. Um, is, is that some, <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Who is that in the front there? That's me. That is you. That, 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 that's a, that, that's a, that's what I used to look like. Do you know, you look like, what's his name there? Um, the guy from Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, you look like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, there. thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. That's a compliment. Yeah, and then my younger brother, Dustin, is right behind him. Oh, is Dustin Asian? No, he is not. He's just squinting because we're going at the speed of light. Uh, Dustin needs a – either Dustin or Rich needs a patch. <laughs> going the speed of light. We are hauling. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Dan Guerrero, Sevon, have you ever signed up uh, – <laughs> for the open they absolutely love ripping you here way hey go um go in, in all your free time dan uh, go go look it up what go through the type my name into uh, google yeah. and see if i if i've ever signed up i'll tell you if there was 300 air squats in an open workout with a vest yeah i'm prepping for it yeah they better crown the crossfit games champion then and there uh heidi Kroom, dan he borderline invented the open dan or, you won't, you won't, you won't, no, not Dan. Oh, not Dan. Oh, oh gotcha. Talking, not talking Dan. Dan. Gotcha. Not Dan. He borderline invented the open. <clears throat> uh, Darren, are you Asian? I am not. I am not. So, so, so just don't assume. I'm, I'm German. Are you a boy? Uh, last I time I checked, I don't want to assume. <laughs> last time that I measured, I am. Um, this thing with, um, that you said about, uh, uh, reading the room emotionally and um timing are you are you a good husband 
You think you, if I asked your wife, Hey, he understands when to talk to me and his timing's good. Cause my wife says talking to me is all about timing. Yeah. You know, are you good with your wife in regards to that? Growing, growing up like with six brothers or well, five brothers, I, that was, that has been an adjustment because, you know, going from boys and, you know, the emotional side of things and then girls, you know, and that's something also as a father is what to say, when to say, and also you learn about different emotional stuff as well. It's like this stuff they didn't teach in sex ed class. It's right. like, and of course that's not the stuff that I paid attention to. Right. But I, I would, I would, I am, I am a good, oh man, that's really tough for me to answer. I would like to think that I'm a good husband, but I always need, I always need more and more work or I could okay. always need more and more work. Let me ask you this. Is it important to you to be a good husband? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had somebody tell you it's, it, it's not, <clears throat> I mean, hopefully not. Right. Right. Okay. But, so you're saying it's a shitty question. Okay. Fair. I'll take it. <laughs> but no, no, no. It's, huh. I mean, I mean, if it's, if it's one thing that I do like to do, I also do, do like to listen, but at the same time, you, you do learn me, me and my wife are almost like the, the same besides she's a woman and I'm a man, obviously. Okay. But you know, I'm like that sense, we are very competitive people. So we can never work out together because we would kill each other mm. because we both want to win. So, and that's also the thing, just, I mean, like, just like you said, timing, like if she's having a bad day, I also have to kind of think, okay, how, or how would I want somebody to talk to me if I'm having a bad day? Usually it's just don't talk to me, which right. is such a great thing. You know, it's like, Hey, we'll just deal with this. You know, like, you know, later or something like that. But if it's one thing or just just does a great job where she she doesn't hold on to anything too long like if we're mad at each other wow that's amazing well i hey hold on let me finish okay 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 because that's not a strong suit for a lot of women no, they no, have no. seasons she, she, these motherfuckers have seasons now, now now granted now grant if you do something that kind of lines up with what you fought about 10 or 20 days ago or 10 years ago, years ago then it gets brought up but if you can stay away from that but yeah, no, she, what, what's so funny about it is like, if we're both mad at each other, like we just get done fighting, you know, cause everybody fights, whether people want to say they do it's Instagram versus, you know, I'm like, yeah. I don't think if you, I don't think if you're, if you're not fighting in a relationship, I think you have a problem. Exactly. I'm, because I, I because probably the relationship's constipated. <laughs> yeah. And I mean exactly. that like, like exactly. you're headed, you're headed for a day. It's going to spill over the top of the dam. It's not going to be pretty. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the other thing too, is you need to understand when something or like when to say sorry, but also how to let things go and realize it's not a big deal. Like, you know, there are there are things that I'm like there's times like we're sitting there, silent treatment, no one's talking. And all of a sudden, like I I start to smile because I'm kind of looking at her to see like if she's mad. And all of a sudden I'll catch her looking at me because she's trying to see if I'm mad. And then we'll just start laughing. You know, it's just one of those things where, OK, then it's over with. It may last a couple of days like that doesn't happen until a few days later. Right. And and I always feel like like I'm I'm never in a fight and like I'm I'm happy I'm fighting. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, dude. I just want this shit to be over. Well, and you know, like when I was little and uh me and my mom would like get into it or something like that, you know, parents and stuff like that. But um um uh I had a really bad stutter at a younger age, which I still do, but at that time, so it's like when I would want to argue like with her the emotions would start getting to me. And of course, if you have a stutter and you're trying to argue with somebody, it's a hundred times harder to say what you want to say. 
because now you can't get the words out and makes you more frustrated. So it's half the time I just, you know, you just walk away pissed off at eight, nine years old because you couldn't say what you wanted to. And like, that's something too, you know, like when I, you know, let's just say that we fight, it's like, I have to try and control that as much as I can. Cause if I can't say what I want to say, then it's really going to get bad. Cause now I'm getting even madder. What is stuttering? I don't know. I don't know if I was just dropped in, you know, in a well or something at a young age and just kind of came out, but like, it's, it's a nervous thing. You know, it's, it's uh something. So it's a coping mechanism. It's kind of like not, it's, it's not like real. It's I well, know you know, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say who knows because people obviously who are experts. Someone thinks they know. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it could be a number of like different things. But for me, it's nerves. You know, it's just like when I get overexcited about something, you get, you know, you get going. And sometimes what you're thinking is way ahead than what you're actually saying. Um, When I was a kid and I learned how to burp. <laughs> Remember oh, when you learned? Nice. Do you remember? Did you ever learn how to do that? You know? No, I can't burp. Oh, I have a disease, my man. You don't? You can, you have a? I can't burp disease. Yeah, that's exactly it. No, I mean, yeah, I just I can't burp. Like I can't make myself burp. It's happened, but it's like. Can you burp if you drink sparkling water too fast? Uh Can you whistle? No. The only the only can time that, the only time that that would burp is if I drank an excessive amount of beer or something like that and i just made myself like throw up and wow, all of a sudden you don't burp like, you know, i never like heard 20, of no one who doesn't burp it's like 20 years of burping just comes out of me at once it's like the my mom would love you my mom hates burping <laughs> anyway i when i first learned how to burp <laughs> i would do it all the time as a little kid yeah like like and then eventually i was just always burping and i didn't even know it someone's like hey you just burped i'm like i did <laughs> And now I notice on this show, on this show, I burp like crazy. Just be, be tapping it in, in, in the middle of a conversation with somebody. And I just, just start burp. burping. Yeah. And I wonder if stuttering's like that. Like one time you use it as a coping mechanism and then you just start leaning on it. I yeah. Know, I mean, making it up. I mean, it could be. You could write a book about it. I won't read it, but yeah, you could. Uh, Jake Chapman, have you tried to drink piss? You mean the cure is he can't drink for his burp problem? I have not, but thanks, Jake. I'll try that. <clears throat> I'll filter that down. I'll get right out. Have you tried to drink? Have you tried to drink this? <laughs> I want to. I want to know the guy that has said that. Are, Are you going to have a fourth? Like, what? Are you going to have a fourth? I would like to. You if would. Are, yeah, I would say if we're able to. I mean. Jess came from a family of three older brothers, so yeah. four, four of them, and then uh, and then you know me come from a larger family. I absolutely love it. So I, I won't change it. So how long have you been married? Been married since fourteen, so almost ten years. What? Uh, excuse me. So sorry, we've been married since two thousand fourteen. Oh, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. You freaked me out for a second. Yeah. Okay, so and, and your oldest kid is um uh five. Yep. So. Six years ago, you just stopped using protection, and and is, is it really like that? You just six years of just yeah, letting them fly. No, so we so so we tried prior, um, and uh, uh, and then Jess actually miscarried, and then um, after that, after that, it was weird. Uh, it was like a year and a half to almost two years. Like you know, we kept trying. Uh, you know, we kept 
you know, going through all the stuff. Then we went and saw a, I'm a specialist and we did the whole IUI thing. And, um, I, I, what I, I, what I wait, I, I, you, wait, I, okay. <clears throat> good. Okay. So you said right? it wrong. Okay, good. Cause I'd have never heard of IUI, but something so Caleb will know. Caleb, yeah, I was gonna say some, but but anywho, something you know, starts with an I. You did something starts with an there, I. There, there we go. I know the I is the right uh, IVF. IVF. Well, oh. yeah. Well, sorry. Oh, yeah, look, yeah. there's an IUI too. Yeah, you got it. Is, Holy yeah. shit. Yep. So with that, we did the IVF. Okay. Kind of sounds which kind of sounds weird because our first child's name is Ivy, so IVF. But yeah. So then we did that. Wow. Well, colorful language too, man. I don't have to read this. Insemination. That's a great word. A doll. Uh, you that's take exactly a dollop of semen and you inseminate it. Wow. That's scientific. It's yep. okay. exactly like what I said. Like when I walked in there, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So then after, after that process, and this was what, I guess it'd be 2017 when we were trying it 2018. And, uh, that was right when I was on the team with rich. And then the year, the next year, when I did the, uh, the first year of the four person team. So 2018 and, uh, yeah, then, then right after that, we're, we're able to have Ivy and then haven't had issues since, um, we've been very, very fortunate. But but basically, that's what it's like when you want to have kids. You don't ever just you never have to worry about birth control. No, ever. <laughs> no. Just keep having kids. Yes. Yes. God, that because I was with my wife forever. And then and then we were always using birth control. We were condoms. I'm from, I'm, I was born in 72. We used Man, condoms. Sheepskin. Dude. Jesus. Criminy. And then. um, Jesus Christ. And, then, and, then, and, then she, and then she got pregnant and she had she had a, a miscarriage. Yeah. And then and then she got pregnant again and we had the kid. But then it was on. Do you know what I mean? Like like I was I couldn't even fucking Well, no, 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 no. It I mean, it was off, but it was on. Yes. It was on. Yeah, it was off. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't believe like you That's could have sex. I I didn't know you could have sex with a girl without a condom on. I didn't even know. And then it just was like just 5 years of just uh no pun intended mayhem. Yes. That's exactly mayhem. that's exactly how we got our name. <laughs> exactly. exactly we're gonna call it mayhem he called you rich called you one day and he's like what are you doing you're like mayhem mayhem he's like all right jim all that's right. a gym name all right is. all right see you in five god isn't a um do you like your wife when she's pregnant like do you find her like uh, like uh more emotionally physically and uh, uh attractive like just yeah. like wow yeah seeing especially seeing like what they put themselves through like the 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 appreciation I mean, the, you know, level of like appreciation of like, holy cow, you know, cause like, you know, the comments are always made, you know, men, I'm like, men could never do this. And I a hundred percent agree. I, I agree never too. do that. I agree. You know, it's, I mean, that's, I mean, that is, that is a different level there. I, when my but, wife got pregnant, I'm like, aren't you scared shitless? She's like, thanks. <laughs> I know. I know. And like, how it, how it, how all, are you going to get that out of you? Explain that to me. It's like the ship in the glass jar. You know that thing can't come out through that opening, right? When we were in the hospital, you know, and I mean, for our very first, I mean, there's no movies or anything out there that ever prepares you for what's about to happen. But, you know, we're sitting there and stuff and we're looking at the doctor. Jess is propped up, you know, got the legs here. And and then all of a sudden I see this thing above him start lowering. Huh? And it's all these lights and like all these, I'm like, you, t- I go, what the? I'm like, I'm like looking around. I go, what's going on? Is this like saw? 
Oh, and I, I was like, yeah, I was like sitting there. I'm like, oh my god, is it gonna touch me? It's just crazy. And I'm like, just that. I was, I was like, this is, you know. And what do you say to somebody going through something like that? Because you know, coming from a coaching background, it's like, you know, do I talk to her? Hey, you know, ten more seconds. Hold on. You know, we're almost through this five minute and wrap. It's like, all right, we're gonna rest. We're gonna get our heart rate down. Let me go get my spoon and my ladle here and get ready for this kid. It's like, geez. Did, does she does she want more? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're stoked, now, dude. Now, 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 how now like I mean, like I said, like if we're able to, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, everything still what do you mean it's just taking a toll on her body, just having babies? Well, just yeah, and, 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 and of course, like you know, the the older you get, the chances of things happening and you know, stuff like yeah. that, the risk, you know, and yeah, of course, the toll that it takes on them. How old are you? So, I mean, how old is she? I mean, how old is she? 33. Oh, okay. She's a well, cougar. My, my my I had my first one at forty three. My wife was thirty nine, yeah. and then she had tw- she she had the twins at forty one. That's I I it's awesome. just shit them out on the fucking uh, <laughs> on the living room floor, dude. But hey, dude, she, go get the napkins. After the second, it was like it was like that. It was like Home Depot tarps and shit. <laughs> it was like that, dude. But um uh, the second <laughs> miscarriage, she almost died, dude, and she said really she nice. wasn't going to have any more kids. Like, and well, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that. But that's I, but cool. I still was like so excited. We still didn't use protection, and, and, and I got happened. twins. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, you know, I mean, that's you know, I'm like good for her. Uh, I'm like just as far as that that sense, because yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine going through something like that. You know, that's always I'm cool with fact. not having that experience. Yeah, I, I, I am too. I, <laughs> I am too. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm so glad they get to do it, and I know her. But <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I know. It's like I'm glad Rich won the games too, and I'm glad I I get to know him. But like I I, I that looks too hard for me too. Hundred percent. And that's you know I I love the comment that everybody makes. You're like, oh, I wish I could just work out all day like you guys, or you know, or oh hey, right, or, right. Oh my god, that is one of the funniest ones because like if you actually understood what it took and what you put your body through. I mean, I was at a lesser level trying to do it. I couldn't imagine, you know, what the T is, the mats, the rich and all them, you know, putting themselves through and, you know, outside the toll, the family toll like that it takes as well. It's like, that's, it's just a whole different thing that no one will ever understand unless they go through it. You know, it's like war. It's like all that stuff. Unless you're there, you just don't know. Do you, do you, do you love going to mayhem and letting your kids run around with Rich's kid? Look, you did it. You put your thumb up. <laughs> I have to figure out how to turn that shit off. That is embarrassing. <laughs> what if we get a real guest on here and it's not Darren? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, like being you be- just love sitting on the porch with Rich and just like looking at all all your kids playing and just being like, holy shit, dude, we're doing it. It's a crazy reality just to look at as far as being 17. And he was, he was just, he was just turning 21, you know, from like where we started and then to where it is now, you know, how the landscape changed, how people that have cycled in it, you know, people that have cycled in and out of your lives for those, you know, 14 years or, you know, however long it, it, it's been the people that came and went, you know, the things that happened like in between it's, you know, it's so crazy because everybody's like, Hey, don't blink. Your life will pass you by. And it's and like, at the time, it's one of those things you never, 
you never understand it until you look back. Yeah. You're like, dude, those years flew by. So, it, it, but, but it's cool, right? You're glad you is, put in it, all the hard work and you stuff and, and relationships aren't easy. Like I'm sure you, like yeah. relationships aren't easy. You stay close to your cousin. You have a wife relationships are fucking hard, but it's worth it. It is a hundred percent to like, see, to, to see your, your kids be able to do the things that you grew up loving as a kid, just like you, I mean, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, just like you said, you always wanted to skateboard you you wanted to do that stuff and you're letting your kid have, ha, have that life that you always wanted. Well, the same thing on like the other side of me is, I mean, I didn't have a hard life. It's not like I, you know, grew up in poverty or it's like, I didn't have anything. I had, I had an amazing life. I had a bunch of brothers, I had a bunch of cousins and I loved it so much that I wanted my kids to have that as well. Like right. all, all my brothers are having kids now you know, and my cousins are all having kids around, you know, us. So it's like to know that they're going to have that. Oh my gosh. It's, it's awesome. What do you guys do any crazy big family reunions? Uh, I mean, like we, it's, if you like being around like my, uh, or like our family and stuff, like we get together pretty much two to three times a week. I mean, all of us, like, you know, you mean from, like with your mom and dad and shit? Like, I mean, like mom and dad, cousins, you know, brothers and stuff. Like we're all two or like, three we, times a week. Oh yeah. I'm mean, like, we're, we're always like doing something like we're either building something or helping some out at their house, you know, or we're just hanging out or like playing sports. Like, you know, we got together before the Lions game on Sunday and we played, you know, football and we all, you know, got together. So, I mean, that's the, uh, you know, as much as we're getting older, we still feel like we're still younger. And, you know, that's what I love. Like we did a go-kart you know, thing years, I mean, years ago, like at my house, we did, you know, we, we do all this stuff just, yeah. What do you think the key is to, um, so, so you and Richard, you and Richard, um, uh, cousins, good friends, um, boys will be boys. We fight with each other. We get over it. Then you get a wife and he gets a wife and, and, and things get more complicated, obviously. Right. Mm -hmm. And other people start having opinions. What do you think the key to having a, um, a good, what do you think the key is, is to having good relationships? Those are two really sounds like high quality relationships. You have one with yeah. your wife, ones you should be proud of. And, and the one you have with rich, what do you think the, the key is? Like some people might say it's communication. Others say trust. Others might say forgiveness. Do you have a, yeah. I mean like understanding, you know, you just have to, you have to realize too, that other people have lives, but you know, um, have you ever like, you know, like you like get those, you, you run into people and, uh, you know, like that you haven't seen in a while. And they're like, oh, you never reached out to me. And it's like, well, hey, well, the phone works, you know, I mean, like both ways and stuff like with Rich or, you know, like with Rich and my like cousins and, and like stuff. It's like we, you know, I'm like, we never say that. It's like, you know, if you don't talk to some of them for like a long time, as soon as you see, you know, I make mean, each other, it's like you never left. You know, and it's I like, would never say that to someone. And I would say I'm great at long term relationships, too. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. You never waste a second saying that to someone. You never reached out. Yeah, to me. You and I know those people who say that to me like, yeah, I'm just like, are you out of your fucking mind? We're with each other right now. And that's how you're going to spend your time it, with me. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you you should never expect that. You know, I mean, you should never you know, I mean, like being be, being grateful was something that I was always taught. It's like, hey, you be grateful because there's, you know, I mean, because of this, there's always somebody that has it worse, you know. I mean, you know, I lost some, or, you know, I mean, I lost family members. Somebody else lost their whole family or like somebody grew up without a family, 
right. you know, it's like, you know, stuff like that, learning that at a young age and all and like all my cousins and brothers having that understanding. I always appreciate that because when you get outside of that shit and, and you get into, let's just say, a group of friends or families that don't have that and everything is nitpick, everything is, well, she said, you know, he said kind of deal. It's it is 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 so toxic. It's just like social media and, you know, all, I mean, all that stuff. It's like everybody loves to read about negative, but it's like how often do you you're like you see more negative stuff than you ever see positive. And, and it should never be like that. So you're you're saying. I'm, I'm, I'm interpreting it just for my for my brain. Don't put demands on a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, you have to talk to me three times a week or, hey, you know, I, you didn't I, text I, me back in 20 minutes. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, exactly. It's like, you know, I mean, Rich and I and, you know, a, a lot of we're in all these different, you know, like text threads. It's like if no one answers your text, you don't you don't text that thread. Be like, hey, did you guys get my text? Or, hey, did anybody? It's like, oh, they didn't read it. OK, well, not a problem. On to the next, on to the next, you know, meme or on to the next thing. It's like, you know, life. I mean, everything goes on. It's, you know. Everybody gets so caught up on just like one thing of what one person says. And oh, what about this this line? Um, if you are that kind of person, you'll never get to hang out with cool people like Rich Froning. Like, if you need so, if you like, the last thing Rich can do is respond to every text message. He has to choose like three people he can respond to every. So he's like, okay, my mom and my wife and uh, the CEO of Mayhem, whoever that is. Those are the only three people I'm going to pick up with always. And everyone else can go fuck themselves. That's how I run my life. Right. <laughs> he actually, I, he, I, he to, has to like, you'll never be friends with rich. If you expect a response back every time, there's no it, fucking way. You yeah, yeah, any yeah, demands I, on I mean, and so you won't know any great people. If you're that kind of person who says you didn't reach out to me, you'll be stuck with douchebags. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, isn't and like, that, that's kind of crazy. The irony in that. It, 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 it honestly is. And it also kind of like, it, it kind of goes back to like, what, you know, like what friends you want around you. Do you want friends that tell you, you know, I'm mean like, or I'm mean like, tell you, I'm mean like what you want to hear or have friends that tell you what you need to hear. It's like, you know, if you just surround yourself, like with hype mans, you're, you're just going to get bullshit, you know, all the time. You're never going to get those, you know, just that feedback of things that keep you in check. And I mean, and, and that's what I love about, again, you know, the family, cousins, and like stuff like that is like we can keep each other in check with the amount of respect given back, saying, Oh, thank you. You know, not like, oh, what the hell? You know, or or hey, you know, I'm like, why you say it like that? And it's like we never attack each other. You know, that's one of my biggest pet, pet pet peeves is the way somebody opens up a conversation with you and their voice is raised and they sound like they are attacking you. Because then as a person, you go right into defense mode. And then you start getting these things of, wow, I don't like you because you're yelling at me rather than, hey, you know, if we have a problem, let's calm down. Let's talk about it. Or, hey, you know, may want to think about this, you know, just um, be, along those lines. I've noticed I didn't realize like when my kids whine, I didn't notice that me and my wife ever whined until I had kids. <laughs> and then I noticed my kids whine and then I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, me and my wife whine. <laughs> yeah. And it's much more subtle when adults do it. Yeah. But I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, whining is such a, what a fucking oh, stupid thing it to It is one do. of the worst sounds, especially like when they, you know. Not like a good trade. Stuff. It doesn't help anyone. It's like a pity party. And they're yeah. like, oh, I'm just so tired. Oh, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, 
Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like me sometimes. I'm like, yeah, it is. It, 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 the things that you pick up on. And again, the stuff that, you know, it does, it just, it just sets you up just for failure on it. It's crazy. Um, you, you, you opened with two girls and then you had a boy. Yeah. I don't have any girls. Um, I, if I had another baby, I, I think I never thought I would say that I want one or the other, but I think if I had another baby, I'd want a girl. But if I'm going to be completely honest, also, I'm really happy. I have boys. Yeah. Um, and some of my friends are like, Hey dude, you're so bummed. Girls are so much better. Like, <laughs> like just straight. Tell me that. Are, were you happy you had a boy? Was it like, okay, this is awesome. Like there was some sort of like, there's like, um, girls you you got a bunch of wood and with boys you got steel and you like working with steel or or, or vice versa girls are steel and you got like do you feel like there was something you were going to be able to impart to a boy or was there a different reaction you had to a boy than a girl i'll tell you having girls really did i i honestly think kind of filled a void that i mean that i was missing you know just having um kind of one teaching patience, but two like empathy, you know, I'm like all that stuff, you know, as far as, you know, just taking, because like with a boy and with brothers and all that stuff, you know, you can, I mean, like you can be, you know, in a sense rougher with them. You can be a little harder on them and stuff because it's a boy, you know, that's that, that's that, that's the way they're like, that's the way society, you know, how it's always been is, you know, you want to try and mess that, but now, you know, like with girls too, as well, you know, you want to make sure that you can you know, like bestow those traits as well. You can be tough on them. You know, you can teach them stuff. But at the same time, they are so good at teaching you how to be a better person. You know, it's like where they've actually taught taught me how to, like, take my level down a little bit, be a little calmer with things and how to actually, you know, give them that, uh, you know, give them that different type of love, you know, where I can still give them tough love. But I understand now, oh, what that, I mean, like what, what everybody talks about, what a, you know, dad talks about being a, I'm a girl dad, you know, I never what does knew that what look that like. Meant. Can you give me an example of that? What would that look like? So, I mean, <laughs> like with my mom, so my mom, she was never abusive. I, I, I you know, I want to say that right off of the back. My mom was an amazing woman, but you know, if we were getting out of line, it's like, Hey, you know, I mean, you're going to get hit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was like, hey, if you're not I'm like, you know, I'm like behaving or anything like that. And, um, you know, of course. Hey, when you how many boys did you how many? There were six of you all together. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The, here's the thing, too, that people don't realize. Let me just add this in there. There's things you can do to your kids when you have six kids or three kids that you can't do when you have one kid. Yeah. Like, so, for instance, my three boys can be in the shower together and they can start roughhousing. I can be like, fuck you. Get out. Turn off the shower. Take them to the garage and make them do 100 burpees. Yeah. All three of them. Yep. You do that to one little girl, you're a fucking abusive asshole. You do yeah. that to three boys and you're teaching them like, okay, it's it's us against you, dad. Yeah, exactly. That's like, a, yeah, yeah, it's a total different. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. So, is. so when you have a mom who's slapping around six boys, that's different than a mom's a drunk mom slapping around one boy. You got exactly. six fucking boys. Yeah, exactly. Like six it's a different. Boys, yeah, it's different. That, I yeah, totally all, agree. It's so a different game. Yeah. But, you know, so like knowing that as far as you know, like what we went through, gaining that and like respect and stuff. You know, like when I had, you know, like when I had a girl, so like when I had Ivy, I had to try and uh, find where that common line was because exactly like you said, there were six of us boys, but I couldn't be like that to my one daughter. 
Right. You know, right. I, I, I actually had to learn how to, you know, how to communicate with her one-on-one mm. and actually, you know, get her to understand rather than, Hey, you're going to get a spank in her. Hey, you know, you're going to go kneel. You know, it's like, it, it, it almost taught me of how to answer the famous question that every kid has. Why? Well, the famous answer we would always get was because I said, mm. well, you know, when you're around six boys, you know, all at different ages, that kind of registers differently with everybody because now, you know, you got, well, mom's just being an a-hole or, you know, or, oh my God, you know, this is awful. Now it's like, Hey, I got to explain to this girl of why I'm yelling or why I'm upset, you know, bring that down, you know, I'm mean, a little bit. And again, you know, teacher from there to there. So, right. you know, from being a, you know, from like being a kid around all of it now to being a parent with a single kid, that's where I had to make that or, or try and mend that. Um, uh, Sevon, did you let, the, did you let him put on clothes first? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I, I, th- I actually would turn off the shower and throw him three towels and then take, took him straight to the, and, and it ended up being the best night ever. We stayed in there and worked out for like two hours. It was yeah. Awesome. Go in the streets and do burpees. Yeah. Well, Just I took him into the garage. It was fucking freezing. It was awesome. We bonded that night. You know, and, uh, that's something too, that, uh, you know, with parenting, it's like, you got to make sure that you and your wife are on the same page, like with parenting, which was something that, you know, Jess and I struggled early on. Dude, you know, you me know, and my wife still struggle. Exactly. We, didn't, we, yeah. didn't, we, didn't, we do. We fought one day a month for fucking 10 years. And then we had kids and it was fucking like, who, yeah. you like know, we because a couple again. And, and then that's it. It's like, everybody was raised different. You know what Jess was yelled at as a kid. And what I was yelled at, at, at you know, for as a kid could have been, you know, I mean, a completely different side. So it's like right. trying to find where that common ground is of like, Hey, you know, this is how we want our kids to be brought up, you know, right. you know, but then, you know, also getting us to understand, Hey, we're not your friends. We're your parents. You know, I, I, I mean, I think nowadays that's something a lot of people struggle with the most and I'm not calling out parents in, in general because I call it myself like every day, but is, you know, being that parent to your kid and not being that, that a best friend. You know, it's tough. It is. The uh, um, someone was that someone was asking uh, earlier. Um, Sevon, do you fight with your fight wife frequently? It, it's kind of it's definitely not frequently. I can't stand fighting, and the fights are nothing like they were before when we had kids. And I've said this many times: if we ever fight in front of the kids, I have a very strict rule that you have to make up make up in front of the kids too. Yeah. Always always even if i have to fake it like oh we'll fucking make up my kids are going to see me make up with my mom and they're going to see me like how i want them to be in a good relationship but but truly what you just said i can't think of anything we don't fight about money we don't fight about like all the stupid shit we fight about is just me like hey dude why'd you park there hey dude why is that cat i just stepped on that stool she never does she never bitches at me she my wife never never nags me like I can, ju- I can just go into the garage and just vanish for five hours and she won't even like, she don't even care. She's so, she's so cool. But if I fucking do something to the boys that she doesn't like, like if I grab one of them by the arm and she goes, Hey, you disrespected him. Fuck. It's on man. It's on like donkey Kong. And, uh, and, and I get it. And, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm trying to learn. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. 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 You know, I mean, that is, so I if was you're in a relationship with someone and you don't have that other shit figured out first. Good luck. Yeah, the kids are going to complicate some other shit. If you're already like fighting over money and shit or something like that, or yeah. ooh, you're you're in a lot of trouble. I'll say if you are kids if, to the mix. 
if you were fighting over money prior to kids and you have yeah. kids, you realize everything costs a lot more. Yeah. And yeah, that's a different, but yeah, you know, it's again, I mean, I, I mean, I was taught, I, I was taught with a belt and spoon. Other people were taught, you know, wooden, spoon, wooden, wooden. Oh yeah. Hell oh, yeah. 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 Hard knocks. Well, I got a little, I got a little wooden spoon. Not a lot. No belt. Fuck belt. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, like I said, to, to my parents' credit, and again, it's not like they were ever, I'm mean, like abusive, but imagine trying to get six kids in line, oh, oh. you know, to sit, to, to sit in church for an hour being quiet, you know, to go to a grocery store. Cause back then, you know, dad, you know, I mean, dad worked until five mom was at home with the kids. Yep. So like my mom had to get stuff done. It's like, she did not let the house become a wreck. She made sure we were all fed made sure that she was able to still get us to doctor's appointments and all this other stuff. So it's like, yeah, I can a hundred percent understand. Uh, I got the broomstick. Oh, damn. Uh, fist and coffee table. Your dad would slap you with a coffee table. Big a coffee. <laughs> uh, Renee K. I got the belt. He's like, hold on. He's like, hold on. Let me go get the coffee table. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> yeah. Hey dude. Uh, I I'm sure you lived it, but. Uh, my three boys will be just going crazy in our bedroom and we'll tell them to stop 100 times. And like, and they're just jumping off the bed, banging off the walls, hitting each other with towels. It's just fucking chaos. And me and my wife are maybe just in there trying to get dressed and we've each told them to stop five times. And like, at that point I had basically have to be like, Hey baby, you got to leave the room. Cause you're not going to like what's about to happen. Yeah. And they're like, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, like, and I'm just like, holy fuck. But it's like being at the zoo with the monkeys and they're throwing shit at you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like you're on meth, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, again, crazy. it's, you know, and, yeah. And I again, can only imagine not, how six would be. Well, and, especially yeah. if they're fighting with each other and someone's got to get the last hit and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, I know. And again, like I said, that like my mom, I mean, looking back on it, I, I give her all the credit in the world because every parent, every first time parent learns at that moment how hard it really is. Yeah. It's just just having one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start thinking about, OK, how two, how three. It's like, holy cow, you know, so it is. But it's worth it. No one listened to this. Who's like, it's crazy. It's no, so it, worth is, it. it is so, so there is no it. there is no better part or you know, like as a parent, then like the things that you've tried to teach your kid for months and you haven't heard or haven't seen and all of a sudden, like they do it that day. Like yeah. they say thank you to like a, a, a stranger, you know, that like, you know, says something to them or, you know, like they hold the door or they finish all their food. It's like those are the moments that are worth it. When you it's, see them say thank you, God, I'm so glad I, you said that. You just are like, like, yeah, that's my fucking kid. It is. So it proud, is. like you won the game. Dude, it is. <laughs> like, seriously, I mean, like, as soon as, like, I hear it, I'm like, thank you, Ivy. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, like, say it back. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, that is amazing. It's like, it's one of the best, best things. It's like, I, I, I never want my kid or, I like, I never want my kids to be those kids that can't be controlled by other people, you know? Right. I mean, you know, right. I don't ever want you like want to be you want to be a dog that you can take out that doesn't bite people or exactly. jump out of the car and shit. Yeah, exactly. I don't ever want to get a call from a teacher saying, hey, I cannot get your kid to calm down or, yeah. you know, or or like grandparents or aunts or something like that who are watching them saying like, hey, you're yeah, you know, I'm like your kid needs you. You know, I want you know, I mean, I want my kid to feel like that they can, you know, that they can survive out there with it. You know, I don't want them to feel like that. They always need dad. Would you no. ever think about homeschooling your kids? No. 
No. Never. How come? How come? No, never. I no. I loved I loved elementary, middle yeah. school, yeah. high school. Okay. I yeah, that's where that, I loved it too. Yeah. It is. That's where that's where I made all of my friends. That's where I was really taught respect. Mm. And that everybody, there are other people that have it worse than you and stuff like mm. that. It's like, you know, I, that really made me appreciate, I, I love seeing like my daughter, my youngest or my oldest who just started preschool. She's so excited about school. Mm. She loves like dropping her off. She doesn't even hug me. She literally like, as soon as the teacher opens the door, she sprints in, you know, all the other kids, or I shouldn't say all the other kids, some are being held by their parents and they don't want to go. Mm. She's so excited. And I love that. That's one of the coolest things. Um, uh, Paige Powers, um, you, you were you were all up in her shit this year at the games. Like she was your girl. You were like, everywhere I saw her uh, behind the scenes. You were with her. She did great. Paige Paige is awesome. Did you enjoy that? And and, and what's is that the first time you've been at the CrossFit Games with a woman, Coach the woman? <laughs> have you done that for? Second time. So 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 the year prior, which would have been her rookie season or or whatever. You know, I mean, like, we were there, and like a lot, that was a learning you know experience of. Hey, this, you know, this is harder than it looks mm-hmm. this year. She came in there, had amazing confidence, you know, and, and what was cool is she felt like she belonged. You know, it's like, um, I mean, I always say it, I, you always see it too. Like when people come to work out with, with rich who may be games or, you know, aspiring to be at the games and, uh, you know, you see them get next to rich and all of a sudden they're nervous or like, they're just not performing the way that they are. And that's kind of like Paige's first year. She was so nervous being by athletes that she looked up to or maybe idolized. And I mean, this is one of the coolest moments I've, I've ever been you know, like been a part of or, or witnessed because oh, she had just failed. She had just failed prior. So like the, uh, so, so her, uh, her, a uh, snatch, uh, the very last snatch. So she said she had two attempts at a snatch, two attempts at a clean jerk. She failed her last snatch. So, and in this format, which I hated, I hated the layout of this one because if you were back in the warm-up area and Paige had to lift last. So if you know, like in the athlete corral, they're all underneath mm-hmm. the stadium and they line every athlete up. Well, everybody gets to warm up and then line up. Well, if you go first, you just came off a warm-up a minute or mm. two prior. Right. Paige had to wait 15 minutes all, wow. almost. Wow. Okay. But she missed she missed the second snatch, and you is that her mom snatch. and dad right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her oh, mom. They're good. Right that's there a good looking then. couple. That gray hair dude's her dad, and yeah, that girl Kevin's her mom. Ke- wow, Kevin's awesome. Laura, Laura's great. She's got a great family. Those are friends and grandma and grandpa. But for her that, to wait, step, that's grandpa or dad. The dude with so the gray. great, great Kevin. Okay, yeah. that's her dad, and then the guy next to him is his dad. No shit, that dude looks yeah. younger than the other dude. Uh, right, they look awesome. They're, yeah, that's a good looking family. Well, wow, awesome. Look are. at that. Is she wearing a mayhem jersey? Uh either that or a Paige Powers jersey. Yeah, Crazy. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mayhem jersey. So but, you oh. love that. She made that lift, and that was like a oh my gosh. And it, the last, the last lift of that event. So everybody, I, well, everybody's watching, you know, the person going, but she's the last one. So it's like that pressure moment. Like I talked about earlier, you gotta hit clutch stuff in clutch situations. And, you know, yeah, that was maybe five pounds under her PR, but that's still a hell of a lift, you know, to even. So, yeah, that was that. Is it what is it like? So you go from is that your first athlete you've coached like that um, at the games now? Two years in a row since Rich? And, and, you know, I don't ever want people to, you know, get the feeling that, you know, I'm like 
this all out coach. I mean, for Rich, like that was always like the ongoing joke. That was Rich's coach. It's like, no, I was Rich's bag carrier slash hype man slash, you know, joker. But with, but with, with well, Hayden, the truth is, dude, it's, I don't know. Let me push back on that a little bit. I think it's a little underplayed. You were his training partner. You were his coach. You were his hype man. You were his emotional outlet. You were actually more than a coach. It, granted, Rich does a lot of his own programming, but like, um, you were actually significantly more than his coach, I think. Well, and it was, I, I, not I think, I know, right. I witnessed it. I witnessed it. Well, you were closer to him than any other coach was to their athlete. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. other fucking athletes um, uh, loving on there or treating their. I mean, it's clear you were you were like a uh, you're clearly a relative in there. Like you were, it's very obvious you guys are very close. Wow, I never even thought of that. You two are the two closest coach athlete that I ever witnessed in terms of yeah. the relationship. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that that if so if you were if you were if you're not the most winningest you're definitely the closest the most well, intimate. Well, well, thank you. And yeah, I mean, you know, in that sense. Yes, we had a great community support with it where I was able to be a part of it with it. And with Paige, you know, so like Paige actually lived here in Michigan. This is where she she is from. Um, she was working out with uh, my cousin JJ and I, you know, over at his his barn. He has a nice little gym set up. And uh, she had she had reached out a year or so prior and was like, hey, you know, um, I'm an up and coming teen. You know, she was very I mean, successful in the team or in the teen side of things. And knew that I was in the area and was wondering if she could come work out with uh, JJ and I. And after a year and she was starting to build and get great, you know, she's working out with JJ and I like every day. I was like, wow, you, you are really good. I mean, you know, she, I mean, she, you know, she was checking all the boxes just as far as, you know, Hey, mentally she's, she's holding up great. Um, She's awesome to be around. She has all the physical features. And uh, that was kind of when, you know, the sport was really getting into these kind of training hubs. But from my prior experience, and like I preach all the time, a great coach is awesome. But just like you said prior, having a training partner, you can never supplement that. And that is something, you know, Kelly, we were talking about with Rich, having all these different people around him to train with. I was like, that's, that's, that's what she needs. She needs to be around. I mean, that's how I, I kind of look at things. And a lot of people, if you want to be the best, you got to put yourself around the best. And, you know, knowing her personally and her family, knowing where her values were and how she, you know, was, I was like, Cookville would be a, a, you know, a great fit. As much as pridefully, it hurt me to say, hey, I can't be enough for you here. You know, not, but I did not want to rob her of that too. Of trying to be like, hey, you didn't want to let her go. You were yeah, like, yeah. you were digging her. Okay. Well, but you know, I mean, but you know, like saying like, hey, you know, stay here and let's just see. You know, I'm mean, like, what I can. We'll figure it out. out. Exactly. That 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 would not have been fair to her, and it would have robbed her of so much more. Right. Right. And so you know, I mean, we kind of had that talk. You know, I was thinking about for for a while. Um, you know, and you know, and you talked to your wife about that. Like you're yeah. in bed and you're like, oh fuck, Jess, and she's like, what? And you're like, I'm really digging Paige, but and and I want and I want to like forge this into like my athlete, but fuck, I, it's not what's best for her. Yeah, I mean, Jess, Jess is close with Paige, and also her, I mean, my parents, you know, I'm mean, like as well. And um, after a, after the first year that she was at the CrossFit Games as a individual, you know, kind of looking back on things and kind of looking into the new season, I was like, all right, what's the next step? You know, and I was kind of thinking, I'm like. 
you know, hey, this is the, I mean, I was already thinking, you know, about it prior because, you know, I'm not at that fitness level. So it's like for me training oh. with her, I could not train the way like that. It's like I was one hour a day and go home and hang out with my family. Right. You know, right. where she, she needed that eight plus hours, you know, right. and all that other stuff. So I was like, all right, you know, this is what we need to do. And Jess, you know, had mentioned it. I kind of had the reassurance of Jess and my cousin JJ as well of like, Hey, that's probably the best thing for her. And yeah. I wonder if it was like that with Hepner and Kerstetter. Cause he obviously fucking digs her and yeah. probably didn't want to let her go, but he's like, Hey, you got to get over there with the best. Well, and, and that's the thing is I, I hundred percent respect it. If, you know, if that's the thing, as far as from him is you got to swallow your, your pride and, and realize, and you cannot be stubborn in your ways, you know? And like, that's exactly like what I felt. I felt like I was getting stubborn. Like, Hey, you got to train this way. And it's like, no, the sport evolves every single day. You know, the athletes evolve every single time. It's like, you gotta, you gotta adapt. You gotta adjust. Um, uh, Kyle Landis, uh, what about T and Shane? Yeah, I'm sure they were very close too. Uh, maybe I misspoke, but I'm, t- but they're the relationship yeah, but sexually. Between- so that's not fair. Well, yeah. in 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 rich and Dan do three positions. And I heard T and Shane only do one. Um, I, 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 there were other there were other people who were close with their athletes. Don't get me wrong. It, this relationship between Rich and um, Darren was. Um, there were times when the athletes would come together where the coaches really weren't allowed to hang. Like it just the energy wasn't there. But Darren could hang. <laughs> Darren would go wherever Rich would go, and Rich would go wherever Darren would go. And it was I just would just push myself in. It was, in, in there. It was just <laughs> different. Yeah, there's. I can think of a dozen times when it's it's like um would it would be Rich you and Matt or um Rich uh, Josh and you or or uh, Sam uh, Quant you Rich and there were just different times and the coaches wouldn't be around but Darren would be there and Darren would be chopping it up with the best of them where the other coaches maybe didn't have the confidence to hang in that um situation it was a it's a very unique uh it was a very unique um relationship different times yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I mean, like I said, it, uh, you know, just to maybe be that person that could, you know, relieve that stress as far as like, hey, let's get our mind off this and talk about something else. I mean, loved it. Loved it. <clears throat> so do you spend most of your days, what do you, do you spend most of your days making videos and programming, programming and then making videos that's relating the programming to the world? So I have started in the past, gosh, man, six, six months or so. I'm now an early morning person. I never used to be, but I had to adapt kids and all. And yeah, so I get up um, around like five, five thirty and uh, yeah. And I work for a couple hours, um, give my wife a break because, you know, she does her, I mean, like whole, whole side of things as well. She does the I make nutritional stuff. And so I give her a break. So take the kids, do all that. And then work a little bit more. Then I go work out. The kids with that aren't in school. The kids that aren't yeah. in school. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. yep. Kids, kids that aren't in school. Then I go uh, work out with my cousin JJ, and, uh, and and then people you know that come over there. We still have friends, cousins. My dad actually started working out with us, and yeah. Then the end of the day is family time, hang out, and back at it. Dude, it's crazy. Your yours and my life is pretty much identical. Uh, my kids are just a little older, so a little bit different things, but. I get up really early. I do this show. Yep. And then as soon as we get off here, I'm going to take the kids and they'll be mine until for, you know, the next three or four hours. Then I'll bring them home. 
and I'll let them just play in the yard or whatever. And then I'll yeah. work out or they'll work out with me. I'll work out. And then I get, and then it's back to either kid stuff or family time. It's crazy. I do the yeah, exact, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a good life. Fuck it, really, it, it really makes you appreciate what your parents went through. You know, like thinking about oh, that, you mean I, like working nine to fives and shit. Yeah, and dropping yeah. your kids off. Oh my God. I, I mean, why the, I wonder if you're going to, if you, I know you said you like school and I know you're pretty selfless, but I wonder if you're going to, if some party is going to end up wanting to raise your boy, like not want to send him to school and like, and, and like be a rent. No, all right. no, no, uh, no, there's, there, there's, there's no way they just need that. But right. you know, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, thinking about too, you know, I'm like my dad, you know, getting up six, getting home around four or five and then, you know, just sitting down, I mean, like in a chair, I mean, you know, I mean, in a sense, cause you go through that whole mental grind of that day and then just coming home, you know, yelling about something because, you know, that's what dads do. They come home and they look for a problem, you know, something's dented or something's missing then yell and then you sit down and then you just watch like TV. And that was that whole kind of process. And, uh, you know, I give my three younger brothers all the credit in the world. They are electricians. Um, you mm-hmm. know, they work full-time jobs and they're still able to come home as well. All I mean, three, all three of them electricians, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's hardcore. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know, too, is your dad an electrician? No, uh, 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 he, 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 he worked with, you know, cables and stuff as far as I'm mean, like, they like connector pieces. So I guess within a sense, but no, not as the, not a professional, role. not a professional. Yes. Hobbyist. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, it, it is, it's, it's great. Like I tell people, I haven't worked a day in my life. I, I, mm-hmm. I really haven't. Cause I don't feel like what I do is work. You know, I, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm never bored of it and I always get excited about it. Um, Dan Guerrero, people are not afraid. Sevon. People are not afraid of Sevon. People are not afraid. Like an Eminem thing, or is it like they're not afraid. Sevon. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Dan's my homeboy. He always has really insightful shit to say. Wait, that's well, deep, Dan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna dive into that. <laughs> you know how they say you should hang out with um people who are smarter than you. Yeah. Sometimes I like to hang out with people dumber than me. So I <laughs> I, I love, I love being in a room with, with people that have no idea what they're talking about, but trying to BS my way into it to where they actually look at me and be like, wow, you're really smart. Now, Grant, that's maybe only happened once. All the other times are like, wow, you really don't know what the hell you're talking 30, about. 32 years. <laughs> I was like, wow, they actually cracked the, the, the code. But you know, like you try and like drop in like those conversations you know, and like, there's times where you catch yourself. You're like, wow, this is way above like my pay grade or way above, you know, I'm mean, like my, my head. It's like, you know, being around Rich uh, when he was, you know, first time with Reebok or, you know, going to all these other stuff and they're talking all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, Reebok's been in the uh, NHL for years and, uh, you know, just drop a line here. And there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just kind of look around and be like, am I right, guys? But. So insightful stuff. Your um, what, what do you from from where you see um, is what do you think the future of CrossFit um, holds? Like CrossFit, um, uh, I'm gonna try to be more specific. CrossFit headquarters, CrossFit Inc., CrossFit. Let's say CrossFit and its um, you know ten to fifteen thousand affiliates. What do what do you think the future holds for CrossFit from where you see the 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 the, the trends you've seen? So 
Yeah, I mean, I've heard, you know, people talk about, obviously, you can get into the thing about, you know, CrossFit is dead or or, or, or whatever, but I think CrossFit as a whole will stand the will will stand the test of time. As much as people want to say it's on a downward thing and stuff, it's like look what COVID did. COVID actually showed the value of a affiliate, you know, the value of a I mean, community where of the training thought, program for sure. It, None it, of us it, motherfuckers died who eaten eaten <laughs> train rate. Okay, but I mean, but no, I mean, but like you know, I mean, seriously, like you saw people wanting to be back in a gym. You know, you saw people wanting to be backed by everybody. I mean, I got all the equipment at my house to work out, but I still drive 15 minutes, go to my cousin's barn and work out with him and other people because I want to be by people. I love, I love that feeling. So I think CrossFit in itself will ride, you know, like ride off into the sunset. You know, I mean, I mean more. I, I, just, what if we just went through a low point too? What if there's just ebb and flows, right? Yeah, they're, 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 like 2008 they're huge, then 2014 huge, then back down from 2014, then 2017, yeah. 18 huge again. Yeah. And now it's just, it's just, what if it's just a, a this? You are there. It's always going to be a rocky terrain, especially like with the way, you know, that things do kind of get shuffled around. But I do think eventually, and I do believe in like HQ itself, that they'll actually find a good, you know, rhythm, especially if they get the media back and going, you know, with that and actually create that overall value within, again, the masters, teens, all that stuff, the, you know, I mean, like adaptive and show that, hey, the reason why we're here is the community. It's not like, hey, you guys owe us something. We owe, we, we owe you something. And why do you say the the media? Do you think media has played a huge role? Do you have any insight in the media just by the huge role it's played in the mayhem empire? I mean, media and CrossFit in general, dude, you can go back on the YouTube stuff and just look at views of, you know, of like what, I mean, content being put out. Now it's a flooded market of just individuals talking about the same thing over and over, you know, about, hey, what their training day lo lo looks like and stuff. Back then, you know, it was a community-based thing was, you know, you followed through like their life to where it actually told like their, you know, like their story and you got behind athletes, you know, now it's like, what are you going to do today? I'm just going to train, you know? Okay. Well, great. You know, like watching like the old, like rich stuff or Matt stuff where you saw like what his family was doing or like what they did outside of CrossFit and then how they brought it all in was awesome. I absolutely love that. Dude, I was tripping the other day. Uh, you know, YouTube's the world's second largest search engine after Google. I could see that. Yeah. And uh, and so I was tripping the other day. I went over to the CrossFit. First of all, you can't even find the CrossFit YouTube channel. You have to scroll down 26 places. So if Caleb pulls up CrossFit right now, pulls up Google and types in the word, or sorry, pulls up YouTube and types in CrossFit, it, it doesn't come up. CrossFit Games comes up. It's fucking, it's kind of nuts. And you have to scroll down like 27 spots or something. And that, let's see. Uh, yeah, just type in CrossFit. Uh, okay, so scroll down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Okay, you get the point. There's no yeah, CrossFit. There's no cross. Oh, there's there's one, but look at go back to the one with the Asian guy. Look at but there's not even the CrossFit symbol no. there. So you would just pass right by it. So keep Man, going. Keep this going. This whole algorithm with you and Asians. Yeah. They just know I'm, I'm a huge, I need more. I'm trying to get more Asians to watch my show. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Rich. That's, a, 
That's crazy. Right that there. is. That, awesome. that is actually. Wow. I've never seen that one. It doesn't even look like Rich. Hey, that's what Rich's face is going to look like if he gets into mountain bike riding. He was all gaunt and shit. Okay, keep scrolling down. Um, um, don't get all. Look at Caleb showing his love for Rich. Just get stuck. Scroll. Look at Liver King's in there before CrossFit. We still haven't seen CrossFit, dude. That's so, what I'm so then I finally went to the CrossFit. This is nuts, dude. This is worse than when I looked at it yesterday. Wow. Oh my god, dude. Holy like, shit, dude. I mean this is nuts. That's so, so that's so, just so, so he, sad though, man. So here's the thing. They haven't post they hadn't posted on their YouTube station in 12 days until yesterday, and they hadn't posted on the game station in 12 days until yesterday. And so I'm just trying to figure out what's going on over there. They need to be posting every single day. Yeah, there has to be. You have to. You have to be on the daily cadence of um, or or else you're going to get beaten by dudes who have podcasts in the side of their house. Dang them, man! <laughs> dang, dang those podcast people. Um, yeah. It, look at shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. If they don't, if they don't figure out their media game, they are. Um, yeah, it's I been mean, too. And how about the journals not even turn back on? Something's not right, dude. Something is just not right over there. I don't know yeah. what the fuck it is, but there's good people over there. I'm 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 cool with Don. I like Don. He looks like a hard worker. He's a straight shooter. He yeah. works out. I like Dave. I like Nicole. So I was gonna like, say, you know, I mean, good. I've never I've never had a problem with anybody within the CrossFit, you know, like HQ realm. Um, you know, it's just, but it just at the same time just makes you question. Okay, what's what's going on behind the scenes here? And again, I, I fire know- your HR department. How many people do you have in HR? Fire all six of those people and hire six new media people. Just let yeah. it right there. Yeah, yeah, what is going on? I know. I, I mean, you know, like I said, you 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 you'd like to believe, you know, that they're working towards something, which I do. I I I mean, I do think it is coming. Um, I do think you know, changeover stuff like that happens. I just think that they were stuck in a rut or in a hole for so long of, you know, being just one-sided on, on something that trying to wean it all out of there and just kind of reset it, which really can't even like reset it. Cause you've tried to establish something, you know, for, for, for so long. So just kind of resetting and going back to zero just isn't going to happen, you know, cause right, right. otherwise, yeah. Otherwise you just erase history, which is your best history, but yeah. I know it's, it, it is. It's just, uh, I, I, do you know how much um, you guys spend on media every year? I do not know, but it's a big number. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I, I, I mean, I could imagine. Yes. I mean, cause I mean, you, you know, as well as anybody media is everything. It's expensive. It is. Yeah. It's expensive. Um, you know, it's a lot of hard work. If you don't pay those dudes good money, they'll burn out. I let, you know, like I talked about Dre and Scott that there's that that's there now, Ben and all the other ones. Are Scott's the Vandersloot guy. Yeah. Love him. Awesome. Ben, love him. I had so much Hard. fun meeting those guys at behind in the games. And they are, they're, they're the chillest, but hardest working dudes. And I'm just yeah. going to say that, you know, because they're part of our company. I actually, I've, I've watched them and I feel, like I said, I mean, I feel bad. Yeah, when you you're know, asleep, when you're asleep, they're in the hotel room editing. Yes, I mean, like, you know, being, yeah. I, I mean, like, being, you know, I'm mean, like at the games and I'm like waking up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get a coffee. And I look at them, their eyes are cracked and, you know, all yeah. that stuff. And they're like, oh, I just got done editing something. I haven't slept. I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, geez, oh, Pete. But yeah, no, they do awesome. But the appreciation. <clears throat> you I know, wonder if Mayhem spends more money on, 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 
on media than HQ. I, hey, you're 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 talking to the person that just is sitting in his barn. Okay, how so. often do you how often do you ever get do you ever get a call from Rich? I mean, like, dude, that was shitty programming today. <laughs> like I said, we we have that we have that appreciation and that um uh, you know respect like where it's like, hey, you know, you might want to look at looking at things like this, you know, a little bit, which I love. You know, it's never going to be the, the the attack conversation like, hey, it sucks. It's always going to be, hey, you know, everything's looking good. Let's try and maybe try a little different route on like some of this stuff or see if we can change things up a little bit. So if you if ever you, were, if, if, if you ever were to message me that, then I think something was really wrong. Like, Hey, you're fired is coming after that. Um, uh, um, uh, if you lived in Cookville, would you replace either Angelo or Rory on the podcast? <laughs> I don't Rory. Rory is great talking okay me i don't have that in me angelo oh shut the fuck up angelo angelo just does amazing talking you and angelo should have your own podcast angelo just doesn't care which is so awesome you know for 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 him i'm glad that he found something yeah you know too that i mean people can grab a hold of because angelo's such an awesome guy yeah he's so funny Yep. The stuff that he talks about and comes up with is great. So I would I would just say that I would just replace Rich. Because we just swap out. <laughs> so you would, and it would be Rich is gone. And that yeah, yeah. And they would still call it the Rich Froning podcast. Okay. I'm gonna text you later and tell you what I think about that idea. <laughs> I don't want to say it publicly. You'll feel like I'm attacking you. <laughs> yeah. I say remember, say it nicely. <laughs> uh brother, I really appreciate you coming on. You demand. Yeah, thank you. Seriously. I really uh, appreciate you having me. And it was great seeing you uh, at the games, and it was fun watching you work with Paige. And um, and I look forward to having you back on again. It was it was great. Are, are you a student of the game? Are you, do you stay involved? Are, will you, like, watch Rogue closely? And will you watch the yeah. lead? Yeah, yeah. You, okay. Oh, yeah, I will. Are you, hey, are you going? No. Are you? No. No. No, family. Yeah, but family. Yeah, no. yeah, I, I don't, don't say no, like no, be like no, yeah, no, <laughs> just stay here and watch yeah. it from my private screen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Boy, all right, brother. All right, dude. Have a good day. All right, see you, man. Later. Darren Hunsucker. That dude's. Uh, I like that dude. That dude's got a a a wide swath of character traits that I love and like different energies and I don't know what the word is, but I dig him. He's super cool. Yeah. Um, Adam Blakesley, if I were to have programming critique, Darren, I'd like some of the accessory programming not compound the movements of the day's Metcon. I don't know what that means, but thank you. Sounds smart. Isn't that how they used to program most CrossFit affiliate workouts? They would just, whatever accessory work or strength work was supposed to be what was done in the Metcon. I, oh, okay. I, did, I didn't even understand that. Now I kind of understand it. If I were to have any programming critique, Darren, I'd like some of the accessory programming, not compound the movements of the days, not compound the movement. The accessory work shouldn't be the same as the Metcon. Oh. That's what he's saying. But that's how it's always I mean, been. Yeah, so it's always been. I I like going. I like going to a class where 
if it's if it's I don't know uh, Cindy, they coach you through um, squatting and pull ups and push ups beforehand. I like that. Yeah, definitely. I think it helps give you some cues to think about if I while you're doing Adam, the workout. Yeah, if I understand what Adam's saying. Oh, uh, when's my next Shattuckin fix coming? <laughs> Just posted one. I think yesterday. I'll pro- maybe I'll post one today. I liked it how I saw um it's it's a multi-camera shoot. I saw a camera sitting on the hood of a car in another shot. Yeah, yeah. What that one got wrecked what, by a branch. What, what what do you say, uh, Dad? Can I borrow your phone? And then you airdrop. No. And then you airdrop the footage to your phone. My What's mom. Work, tell me about your workflow, Caleb. My workflow. Uh, my mom usually will film on top of me putting up a tripod. So like there'll be a fixed shot, and then my mom will film some stuff as well dude this this uh this video is kind of crazy i i, I wonder what um oh shit, i have to leave in seven minutes i want I, I i need to talk to hiller about this i need to do a show with hiller it's been forever this 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 is fucking what were you thinking do you have this much free time on your hand how long did it take you to make this video this is uh. nuts And where did you get this music? It's from Oppenheimer. Oh shit, we're busted. Look at there's yeah. the camera on the hood. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is Beaver doing? I wrote Spielberg. Yeah, nice. Like, holy shit. I think most of that footage is my mom. She did a really good job. No shit. Yeah, she's a photographer. Oh, she is? Yeah, she knows oh, stuff. Hey, so. I, I, first of all, one, I wonder how she like. she probably, it breaks her heart what's happened to photography. I wonder if she's accepted it already, just with all the vertical shit. It's probably just, but like I've finally start, accepted it, but it must break her heart. But dude, there's some really risky shots in this from that perspective. I wonder what she, uh, so, God, so, th- so she is good. Mm-hmm. She's Look really at the good. framing of this shit. And the eye staring at you. The, yeah, dude. And then this half, and then come over and grab the other half. Yeah, she did really good. Damn. Uh, I want to show you guys. Uh, hold on, look at this. Look, look in this shot. So, you, so this is good. Frame great with the license plates, and then this, and then this shot right here. Watch how there's a slow pan to the left right before the cut. And that signals you that we're going over there. And then she cuts to it, or you cut to it. It's good yeah. shit, dude. She filmed it really well. Made it easy to cut together. And this exposure is hard to work with, with the fucking blown out in the back. And What's that thing back there with the handle that looks like a... Uh... I think that's a gas can. Oh, that needs to be filled with... Wow, that's a tall, skinny gas can. Yeah, I think either a gas can or an oil can. I can't remember. That needs to be made. You turn into a workout uh, implement. Yeah, there's that, and then there's a railroad tie like right outside that door too that we haven't been able to move yet. What is that? It's like a log. No, it's like a. It's probably a five, six foot long piece of uh, steel, just solid oh. steel. Oh. It's so heavy. Do you know how to weld? Uh, technically no, but I could probably do it. Weld some chain to that thing and drag that thing around. 
Yeah, you do that. Do like a sled drag. Um. Uh. Uh. Sevon needs that gas can for his power washer. I'm not getting. I'm not getting a, a gas power washer. Enough people. Uh. Oh yeah. Some. I have some text messages I have to open. People are like, dude, electric will be fine for what you're doing. Audrey, I know how to weld. Of course she does. Weld these nuts. Um. Greg C. on today's masterclass of Sevon teaching Beaver the skills of filming and into the creative vision. How much of your work at CrossFit was like this? No, no, I'm I'm not even teaching him. Someone already knows. I'm just admiring his work. No, I didn't do any of that at CrossFit. Listen, those fucking jackasses are way were way better than me. Everyone who worked there was way better than me. I was just there first, so I got the money. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean it. All those dudes were better than me. All right. Um, thank you. Uh, I think today's Thursday. Shut up and scribble. Is shut up and scribble scheduled for today? Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's on my calendar. I don't know. Did if we do our obligatory, obligatory? I'm supposed to leave in three minutes. I wonder if my wife is texting me right now. Let's do um. Let's do our a obligatory uh call. To um. See if I can hook the phone up. Okay, to um, who should we call? We only have time to call one person today. Who do you think we're more likely to get, Taylor or Jr.? Taylor. Okay, Taylor Self. Um, and his phone number for anyone who wants it is um, turn the volume up on this. Seven zero three. Oh shit! I called it wrong. It's four one five eight. There we go. Jeez. Is it ringing? I can't tell what's going on. No, it just says calling. Oh, there it goes. Oh, there it is. Why doesn't the phone always work perfectly? So disappointing. It is. Makes me feel like I'm an amateur. No, no. It shows me that I'm an amateur. <laughs> Fucking pathetic. <laughs> The thing is, is I never try to improve on anything. Like, like and I, I need to come back in here and just spend time with my shit. Someone text me, are you podcasting right now? What do you think? Uh, Sevi, cold call an affiliate and see if they sell you a membership. What do you mean? Like, call, just call an affiliate and be like, hey, what's up? That'd be bad. Oh, what? What's tomorrow's schedule? Is tomorrow Friday? Yeah, tomorrow's Friday. So listen, this okay, so I know what you're asking. So this is what I think is happening. I think today we'll be shut up and scribble. Then I think tonight, really late, most of you will be asleep. Like at midnight, we'll go live to test the cameras at Crash Crucible because Hiller and Sousa don't arrive there until tonight. Mm -hmm. So tonight I think we are going to do a live crazy late night show. It'll be 3 in the morning on the East Coast. And we'll just be checking up the cameras and setting the cameras. And then in the morning, I guess tomorrow morning, Crash Crucible starts. Damn, that's, that's all, crazy. And that's all I know. 
And um, yeah, so yeah, we just wing in that shit. But the, the 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 with the camera test we've done so far, holy shit, you guys are gonna be stoked. We might be acting like jackasses, but it's gonna look beautiful. You're gonna see Colton. You're gonna see the sweat dripping off of Colton's nuts. It's gonna be good. Nice. It's nice. Yes. Um. Okay. Love you guys. Uh. See you tonight, tomorrow. We'll be busy all weekend. I, I'll see all you guys a shitload this weekend because of the Crash Crucible. I forgot all about that. Better tell my wife. All right. Bye-bye.